I'm Fan on the Magicians, and you're watching Below the Belt Show. What's your name? I'm Brittany Kern in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jay Taylor. I play Katie on the Magicians, and you're watching Below the Belt Show. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> 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 the Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. for another Skype quarantine edition of Below the Belt Show. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host for the most. It's a virtual happy hour here on Below the Belt Show uh, for this quarantine edition. So let's go ahead and introduce the room, starting with, look at this guy right here. He's wearing a COVID mask. He is the one and only, <laughs> he's the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. How's it going? Hey, can you hear me great. okay? I uh, hear you great. Oh, I hear you. Right. Well, you have a mask. That, well, that mean, might <laughs> that could factor into this it. This is per the governor's um, orders, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, per the governor's orders, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're okay in the, the comfort of your own home. Are we okay? How many? But, how many? How many members of sororities are suddenly having horrible flashbacks of that in their house? <laughs> oh, oh, general. <laughs> how many? How many? What? Okay, that was I, I totally, totally made that super like I could have been I could have been a little bit more efficient with my words there, but how many sorority girls? Basically I was implying that you are a creepy masked guy in a sorority house. That's the uh the best way to describe it. Ocean guys. And that's right here on the virtual panel as we all have our adult beverages in hand. Let's go ahead and introduce the room. That's right, he is the king of the eighties. The demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. What's going on, guys? Good to have you on virtual. Got my uh, mask here. <laughs> As part of the I, governor's I, request. Well, I think you're okay in your the safety of your own home. I think you don't need it for Blow the Belt show, right, but nonetheless. Well, I take my orders from you then. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> from the host of the show. Let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, guys. He is the man with the calming presence. He is the prince of comic book pop culture. He is the one and the only Mike, the general, bow down to Zod. How's it going, guys? Hey, it's good, good to, to have here. you. General. Yeah, it's a, I feel a little, uh, I'm a little exposed now because now the world is going to see what the general looks like. <laughs> and uh, I feel like, um, you know, you lose that kind of anonymity you get. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what what's there left to do like uh you know when you post this video you're gonna see like i'm sure it says my name on it so yeah so everyone thought it, you look kryptonian right Is that what yeah and obviously i do and speaking can, of kryptonian <laughs> let's go ahead and introduce it's been a minute since she's been on btb airways we are excited to have her back on btb guys she is the one and the only cosplayer extraordinaire, a.k.a. Fira Winters, Miss TMF, Tiffany Marie Ford. Hi, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Yay, Tiff. It's good to have you on BTB. Yay, it's nice to be back. You guys are fun. Like, you guys are the bad boys, the below the belt boys. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's where I want you guys, actually. It's, 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 we're happy to be there. No arguments Ooh. there. <laughs> so, um, so uh, General and Tiffany, since we haven't heard from both of you in a minute, um, how have you been dealing with your quarantine? If you could just like fill us in. Well, it's uh, it's surreal, of course. And, yeah. And um, you know, I'm trapped in a wonderful house with a wonderful family. So, and I'm sure they can hear me. That's one of the reasons why I say that. But. Right. <laughs> 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 but there. But actually, I mean, it's. You know, that's a uh, it it brings up something about like, you know, because I had a job where I could work from home anyway. And, you know, my life, except for the fact that I can't go anywhere, really hasn't changed that much. And if you know my life, I pretty much don't go anywhere. So it's. Uh, but but I never knew I, that that would end up being a healthy life choice. <laughs> exactly. I've been I've been preparing. So this is not for, a this is not a, not too much of a break from the norm. Is what you're saying. Yeah, I've been preparing for COVID nineteen for like the past like eight years. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, um, but you know, there's there's something like really surreal about like you know like today was gorgeous. Like it was absolutely right? beautiful out today. And um, and I went out for a little bit. I went and um, you know pretended I was fifteen and rode a skateboard. Dude, that's so rad. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, Did you do any tricks? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just pretty thrilled that I didn't fucking wind up in the ER today. <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't, we don't need more patients in the ER. Yeah, uh, but GMF, how have you been dealing with your quarantine? Well, I remember the last time I tried to skateboard, and I'm just going to stay the, or say that the, the skateboard decided I wasn't going to stay on my feet for very long um, and tried to do a kick, flick, a kick flip at the time, and I tried to stupidly do it on a hill. So the skateboard knew what it was doing. I clearly did not. Ended up on my head. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. That's it's like, the, it's like the, uh, the quarantine <laughs> for me, though, is like, how many things can I watch just go wrong in humanity yes. right now before I buy more guns? Uh, <laughs> oh, my. OMG. Wow. You guys have on TV. I've won. I'm one. Okay, I'm like, okay. I'm not going to be crazy, well, but I you're, can't. You're in Manassas. I get it. <laughs> you're It's worse than D.C. Questionably. It's just, just these people are even crazier because it's such a. But after a while, when you're so small, you're just like, I can't even do with my own bullshit, let alone other people's. So that's the quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough, guys. Have any of you been binging any great TV? Mm. Yes. I started what the shows, uh, Tiger King. 
You know what? I did too under advisement of Chachi and our other co-hosts that I need to start watching Tiger King. I got through the first two episodes, guys. Yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> now I really want to know what the hell happened to Carol Baskin's husband. What the hell? She killed him. So that's that's where, like, how far do we go in talking about this show? How much has everybody seen? Like, I'm remembering this scene that just... I'm staring at this guy that had his arm ripped off and he's just in shock. You can tell he's in shock because he's casually laying there watching the people come up to him to, to help him. But he's also then looking at his arm just like. That was that woman. Wasn't it a woman? Yeah, that was a woman. Was it a woman? That was a woman. Yes. Dude. <laughs> you can never tell these days. Lesbian. Well, it's yeah, but, never, but the crazy never... thing about that woman or, or man or androgynous person is that they went back to work in five days. Who the yeah. F does that? Oh, you're right. No, because the interviews, yeah. like, you know what? Even in the interviews, when I actually saw them not laying there in shock, looking like a dude, they still looked like a dude. So I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things it's always really, really, I mean, it's incredibly entertaining watching white trash with money. Like it's never that's, that's never gonna be general. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's never gonna be not fun to watch white trash with money. I mean, like the person that I was most fascinated by on that show uh-huh. was um well, there was that guy, um, what's his name? Um Mark Lowe. Mark? Yeah. Or with yeah. He is such a fucking creepy scumbag when you watch him and he's and he's got his like little trophy model wife and like <laughs> which you know that he got from like a site like seeking arrangements or something like that. Oh. <laughs> and um and you watch that and it just like makes my skin crawl watching him talk about women <laughs> and like, you know, talking about like uh. his his ex like um his ex business partners and everything and you know, anything that that make that brings up like such a visceral <laughs> Whoa, reaction, like... you gotta love. <laughs> I think I think General's a hater. General's a what? He's a he's are, a player are you a hater. Are you hated on Mark, the the, the tiger player? <laughs> yeah, you're. A... I guess I guess uh, Joe is the tiger king, and that the uh, Mark is the tiger player. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I need to watch. It's only seven episodes, but I hear Netflix is adding. An eighth episode? Yes. Oh, are they? I think yeah, they're, yeah. next week, I guess, or this weekend. Okay, good. Well, there you go. So I'm sure I'll finish it by then, guys. So that much is certain. So, uh, um, But yes, uh, coronavirus is taking over our lives, guys. It's unbelievable. Uh, the, the worldwide death uh, uh, number count is 88,000. Um, uh, we are now, the U.S. is now 14,000 deaths. We're very close, very close behind Spain and and creeping up to Italy. So we're the we have the third highest death count in the world, which, um, which is very scary, guys. Very scary. Which I mean, but, that also says something because um, Italy has questionably worse conditions than we do. Um, we also have a higher population of older people with chronic illnesses and a lack of medical health care. That we have or at least we're supposed to, our government says we does, or we do, the fact that we're catching up to a country that is even uh, even in more destitute than we are, that says something. Like, we're doing something wrong here. <laughs> yeah, some, something... But there are also, like, 60 million people in Italy where, you know, in that many deaths compared to, you know, what we have in the U.S. 
the United States population is far, great, far greater than Spain and Italy. It's expected that we would be, yeah, we, we had, will be number one. You know, the silver lining here, though, guys. The lining yes. here, though, guys, is that it's mostly guys, so it's all right. I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> well, it's better for us. I mean, if we survive, then we get more options. Yeah. <laughs> we talked to Jimmy Wong. Side. Uh, last week, our special guest from um, Disney's Milan live-action film, and he he said something very daunting that it, it's going to be a matter of time whether we're not just going to know somebody that knows somebody with COVID-19. We're actually going to know someone. I know. Uh, many of uh, I don't know if any of you, you you personally know someone yet. I don't know someone. I yet. do. I, I you know do someone. know personally. So there you go. See. Yeah. Someone, and, um, a, a family member who lives in New York. He and his wife. His wife's a physician at a hospital. And he works as well. I mean, he's an investment banker, but he's, um, you know, his, you know, he caught it from his wife and they had, they had it. And I think they're just now recovering. So, yeah, I know someone. I mean, they're both, they're both youngish. They're like in their like mid thirties. So it's, uh, they're not in severe danger, but but it's kind of nice if you recover, then like you're like immune to it, right? Yeah, no, you develop no. like Superman. No, because there were people. Um, see, that's what everybody thought. Like you would um, a normal virus and a normal normal flu strain, you would. But apparently, there was a woman, uh, one of the first people that recovered in China that had it, and then um, shortly after that, she ended up contracting it again. So oh, then sucks. it's. I mean, and, and at first, like, I'm not surprised because the CDC was also telling us and, and, and who they were also telling us that you can't contract this from animals. But then suddenly a tiger, right. like, don't right. pet any animals. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so there's uh, celebrities that have uh, coronavirus. Some new um, celebrities have been announced. Um, singer Pink. Love Pink. I think she's a great artist. She um, actually had the virus and she recovered. But um, but yeah, I mean, you, you think this, you know initially affected a lot of older celebrities but no younger celebrities are being affected uh pink is one of them um in addition singer well, I mean, sarah it was Bo- never it was never like something that just old people would catch it was always that it's worse off for old people when they catch it correct so anybody can still catch it babies or anybody it's just that the younger people recover or usually recover a lot easier than somebody who has some kind of you know condition or 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 older which is why it's good that um, that Pink has already uh, recovered from right. coronavirus. It's like all those assholes in spring break that caught it and yeah. brought it back. There you go. Yeah. Those are the, assholes is definitely an appropriate term for those guys. Um, singer Sarah Bareilles, I don't know if you know this, has had a case of COVID-19, also fully recovered. Um, we all know Sarah Bareilles' song, I Wanna Write You a Love Song. Love that song, by the way. Uh, Duran Duran. <laughs> Duran Duran's John Taylor tested positive for coronavirus as well and recovered. Thank God. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, remember Allie Wentworth from In Living Color? Um, she tested positive for COVID 19 as well. Which one was she? <laughs> she was one of the few white females on In Living Color. Oh, we see that we see like that kind of wait, the, wait, was the, she the, the only white female on there? No, no there was like hair. there was like this like red hair, red yeah. curly hair. Her? Was that her? Yeah, the okay. one that she joined later. I think she wasn't the one that was there from the from the first season, but uh, oh, no. yeah, she had coronavirus as well, guys. Um, 
Yeah, John Prine, they just announced, died from it yep, yesterday. That's, that's another one that we were going to, um, I was going to get to the ones that passed, but uh, yeah, John Prine, mm-hmm. uh, five decades of, of a career, um, uh, had sadly died from coronavirus at the age of 73, uh. um, which is definitely really sad. Um, two Brits have been um, tested positive for coronavirus, including British singer Marianne Faithful. As well oh, as uh, that's a shame. Yeah, are you familiar with her? Generally? Yeah, she she uh, she's really cool as shit. She's like had this um, God. I mean, General, I know she, she's I been around. For a second, yeah. Oh, sorry. She's really really a cool singer, and she's like had this like. Can you hear me? Faithful. Okay, okay. Marianne Faithful um, did all this stuff with the Rolling Stones, like back in the '60s. And when I say did all this stuff, I mean in a lot of different ways, <laughs> but, but, but you're she, off camera now, general. Oh, God hey. damn it. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm such a fucking amateur at this. <laughs> it's all right. Just get an OnlyFans account and practice. You'll find <laughs> uh, enough people, enough people on the internet have seen my yeah. dick. So oh. Wait, no, I have not seen. that was just bad timing with the pointing at myself. I have not seen <laughs> <laughs> you can also shift your chair over to the. Uh, shift but your I have chair been finding over. out slowly that friends of mine have OnlyFans accounts now, and I'm like, holy crap! OnlyFans <laughs> has gone up. They said 75 percent. Yep. Yep. In- There's actually. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to think about people that have lost jobs that you, that webcaming, OnlyFans, uh, Patreon, Premium, Snapchat, all those things that these models do, post sexy photos and videos. Are really uh, <laughs> a quick way to to, uh, to make income. Not gonna uh, lie, I, I might have been working on a little argument with OnlyFans over the past couple weeks. What? But I'm not ready to drop a link. I'm not ready to drop a link yet. What? TMF? Are you? What? No. Okay. What? Actually, yeah, I do have an OnlyFans account, but it's not like adult content or anything like that. It is. It is artistic implied um, stuff of that nature, but it's not. It's All actually right, a business. I started oh, just like, never mind. <laughs> no, like there, there, there is Next nude content. There's nude content, but it's more um, actual like fine art stuff you would find in like Roman the Roman days and 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 fine art nude and from like m- museums. And I have other models that are also on mine too. <laughs> They're kind of instead models. of. Yep, I have other models that I have photographed oh. that uh, another photographer's photographed, so they get a cut of everything, and it actually works better than <clears> trying <throat> to focus on building your own audience by yourself. Well, really one, of the, one, of the absolute, so one of the absolute, one of the absolute fundamental, <laughs> one of the absolute fundamental definitions of art is art can be anything as long as it elicits a response. So oh, I'm sure imagining. I'm imagining, I'm imagining any OnlyFans account <laughs> could be considered art. Center yourself, it'll... General. You're off camera. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was and going to be all... Friend, you still are. You still are. Like, I mean, do you not see yourself <laughs> on camera? I can't. I'm right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you do like this gangster lean where you could just adjust your hair. You know, yeah, opposite. I guess I could. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> Hi, neighbor. Are you Hi. ready to shoot the link yet? Who am I? No, not yet. You got to earn it. This show has to be amazing first. Oh, it, what? You're, you're saying our show is not amazing yet? 
No, I'm saying that I'm giving more incentive for this episode specifically to be more amazing. Okay. okay. Well, right. the guys right? at ETB should be able to preview this. Um, that's right. Account. I think that's you know, only fair. I'll think about it. I'll think about so it. So we can okay. promote it, you know, to our mm-hmm. millions and millions of listeners. Millions. Hundreds millions. of fans. <laughs> uh, you drive back- a hard bargain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So prepare to help Tiffany. <laughs> if you guys try to find. <laughs> oh gosh! So Prime, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, ha- is still in the ICU, um, where he was given supplemental oxygen. He's not on a ventilator per se, but uh, he's in bad shape, guys. So um... I say I'm very, very torn about this because. Boris Johnson is, if you know anything about his record or anything, he is not a good person. But he doesn't deserve this. And nobody no, does. Nobody does. No matter how horrible they are. I mean, they're horrible you. people out there. Okay, well, that's fair, too. But I, I don't wish anybody to get sick and die, I, you know, if they're inherently a good person. Um, even though there's questionable people out there. I mean, we don't want anybody to catch COVID-19 and, and, and die yeah. from it. Videos of people actually like, be a dick, but that's for comedy's sake. But there are videos of what it does to you once it gets to a certain point. They're actually ready to test you, a nurse explained to me. So when you're ready to hospitalize, that's why it's getting so bad for people too, is they're treating it too late because they're limited. I mean, in the um in Northern Virginia and Maryland, they have 200 tests, the nurse told me. So I'm just like, Jesus. She's like, so even if you're bad, we can't test anybody until they're ready to be in the hospital. And then you see bodies convulsing uncontrollably Ugh. because of organ failure and such. And just, it's Man. like, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. And watching just how, I mean, they, the pandemic literally painted what's happening right now in society years ago. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, so no, so I would we have, never put <clears throat> on anyone. Well, unfortunately, more celebrities have passed away. Hal Wilner, a record producer for um, Saturday Night Live, uh, died from complications due to coronavirus at 64. Um, Alan Garfield, who appeared in such films as The Conversation in Nashville, Irreconcilable Differences, died from complications of COVID-19 at the age of 80. Uh, Lee Fierro, an actor known for... Um, Mrs. Kinter in Jaws, the iconic Jaws movie, also sadly died from coronavirus at the age of 91. Actor Jay Benedict, who had major roles in movies, including Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Rises, which arguably is one of the best Batman movies, has died at the age of 68. Um, I'm curious to what specific character. Okay, so he played, um, he has a bit part in Nolan's Batman trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, it just didn't. It said a bit part, so I guess yeah. it wasn't. I mean, a I mean, you know, part. like obviously, I mean, it's sad when anybody dies, but mm-hmm. you're hearing about these people now because of COVID nineteen. Where if they would have right. died otherwise, just went another kind of ailment, you never would have heard about them. Maybe, being, maybe not. Being that yeah. most of them were like such small like roles, you know, like like a bit part in um, Dark Knight Rises. I mean, it's still yeah. sad. I'm just saying, you're definitely hearing about it now because they're going to say well, anybody Jay, they can find that had any kind of yeah. And Aliens like, had a bigger role though. What's that? Aliens, Aliens, um, James Cameron's Aliens. He played yeah. uh, Newt's father. Okay. So he okay. had roles in other things. Yeah. 
Who is everyone's the, uh, becoming a celebrity because of this virus because this virus yeah. itself is now a celebrity <laughs> like yeah. it's people are capitalizing off of it people are getting their 15 minutes of fame it, like otherwise you have people that i was watching some of the the news interviews with people that had mild symptoms and they were just milking yeah. it i mean my age like you'll probably symptoms and think and think you have a cold and not even right. know you have it until someone tells you maybe you could have had it and then it's oh my god i probably had it and it's like <laughs> you're right well there have been like how many times have you guys like when you've sneezed or coughed suddenly immediately thought oh my god i have it oh yeah over oh, the god, past yeah. like few weeks oh my god yeah if i have like if i get out of breath for a second or if i have mm -hmm. like my head hurts you're for automatically a second, worried and i'm like okay this is how it all ends yeah like right now <laughs> i'm, like, not, I'm so sorry i didn't was... mean to laugh i did not yeah. mean to laugh <laughs> But when the way you coughing, said it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was coughing the other day. I, like, I don't think I have I it, but I was at Walmart getting just some like some essentials earlier. Right, of course, essentials. I sneezed because of my allergies because I was on in the outdoor like garden section trying to uh -oh. find something, and I just look around at everybody else going, "I'm sorry, it's allergies." I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to yeah. let everybody know you don't have novel coronavirus. You know, I've heard the joke that I'm a healthy 31 year old. I promise, it's just allergies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you heard. You know, there's this joke that like you used to uh, cough to cover up a fart, and now you fart to cover up a cough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know General, what? What are you doing? On this show, okay, you guys are the only people that know, but don't tell anybody. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. I just did it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> that takes away the... <laughs> oh, right now. Uh, no, uh, and also, her, her OnlyFans is dropping now. <laughs> <laughs> People are unsubscribing to yes. her as we speak. <laughs> hey, they're online. Just ask OnlyFans creators. <laughs> also, sadly, we lost actress Patricia Bosworth who chronicled Hollywood's golden age and wrote the best-selling biography of Marlon Brando. Um, she passed away uh, due to coronavirus as well. So there you go, man. A lot of um, unfortunate um, celebrity passings due to coronavirus. There's other celebrity passings we'll go due to other reasons, but we'll go over that later. Um, okay. It's going to be like an hour, like hour and a half in memorial section on the next Oscars. Yeah. From yeah. all these um, celebrities. It's so funny you mentioned Oscars because I do have uh, news on a lot of events, including the Oscars, that are not, have been affected and have to either postpone or cancel entirely. Um, so um, <clears throat> the Oscars, that's not until like February, but they haven't announced any rule changes. Lost out. Oh, there you but go. They, all right. I was like, <laughs> the Oscars are going to have to figure out how COVID will affect the film selection because certain films will not make it in theaters uh, due to this and how to yeah, deal with the, the nominations. So um, that's definitely um, something that has to be um, taken into consideration for. Yeah, it's going to be a much smaller um, pool next year because everything's getting pushed back to the following year. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe cats will finally get their nomination. They, they wanted. <laughs> Horrible, horrible, horrible. Like... Um, music award shows like the ACMs and the Billboard Music Awards um, are also postponed. CMT Country Music Awards also postponed. Um, the Creative Emmys, um, that's in June, the Creative Emmys. And um, 
the primetime Emmys are still scheduled for for September, so God willing, everything will be okay by September for the Emmys. So fingers crossed with that one. Yeah, I mean, I um, think stuff will hopefully be normal by then, but I think, like, the summer, I mean, I think even if we're going out to, like, restaurants again and stuff, like, I really don't see, like, a big cramped award show with, like, you know, thousands of people, you know, It will together. be a while. It will be a while until it gets to that. To the award show that we're uh, very um, used to seeing. Comic-Cons are affected. Um, AwesomeCon is the latest pop culture convention to schedule its planned event. We didn't talk about this last week. It was, was announced a while ago. But that affects all of us here in the DMV. As AwesomeCon is one of our favorite Comic-Cons in uh, in the D.C. area, I know, Chachi, you were looking forward to the Back to the Future uh, reunion. Yeah, that was a great lineup this year. The lineup for AwesomeCon was great, and hopefully they can retain like a lot of the 35th same 35th anniversary of Back to the Future. Most of their guests, which I think that, I mean, they are, at least if you pay attention to their social media, they are announcing um, the guests, and they're being kind of condescending about it. Like, yes, this guest is still attending in December. Right. So it's, <laughs> it looks like, I mean, AwesomeCon, I like came up with KatsuCon, <laughs> AwesomeCon pays for the big guests, so I think that as long as those guests can reorganize, which right now those guests don't know when their movie schedules are going to continue. So I think the perk to it is AwesomeCon is staying on top of saying, hey, can you guys keep attending? And them right. confirming those guests proves that. So as long as those celebrities say yes before any of their other projects continue, then we might have a really good outlook. Right. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because, I mean, there's also some great Comic-Cons coming up. Uh, Tiffany, um, we were a part of a Star Wars celebration. Myself, Chachi, you were there as well, weren't you? Um, and that was one of the best. I mean, this is strictly Star Wars. So for anyone that's, that star, that's a huge Star Wars fan, Star Wars Celebration is one of the biggest and best. And, of course, um, Tiffany, we, that's where we met. We partied with... Uh, uh, Boba Fett, uh, uh, young Boba Fett, and uh, um, Darth Maul, didn't we? We did, and Weird <laughs> Al was there. That was the best part. Weird Al um, Yankovic was in the house. And I remember, I remember it was your idea for me to go up to him and actually talk about um, the uh, the Colts the in the sky. That was your idea, and we got to talk to him. Um, <laughs> Colt 45 beer, right? Yes. A cult in the clouds. That's what that reference was. He, he just... <laughs> and then I'll, we never, had... I'll never forget it. It was awesome. Park and then um oh goodness um Star Killer um he they want to play saber. That was fun. Like oh goodness. Good times. I want to go back. Good times. So it's in August. So Tiffany, fingers crossed, um, because it's in Anaheim this year, that it does not get postponed. Well, if it's postponed, it's fine. It, let's just hope it doesn't get canceled, because I, I would like to attend. If um, it's and August, then honestly, back. I'll arrange going as long as, like, hey, everything else sorts out with the coronavirus. I'll go. I'll be there. Lisa, you, I lost your audio, Tiff. Good. Oh my goodness! Can you hear me now? I think it's because everything is so bright that my camera and my my audio is overwhelmed by my skin. So it's. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> All right, so moving on, guys. So film stuff is getting pushed. Um, so Black Widow, as you know, I know you're a big Black Widow fan, um, Tiff. Uh, uh... That's now been pushed to November 6, 2020. The uh, the premiere for that. Um, 
The Eternals is now being pushed to 2021, which was supposed to come out in November. Um, so the whole MCU schedule has been shifted. Um, they haven't changed. They haven't changed the um, release of Falcon and Winter Soldier, have they? On Disney I Plus. I think the uh, Disney Plus uh, television shows are fine. This only refers to the films. Okay. Uh, the films. Uh, the, the schedule will change because um, uh, we were supposed to see Kit Harrington. The King of the North in the Eternals and Angelina Jolie. And Richard Madden, who plays um, the other Stark brother, uh, which is crazy because we have the Stark brothers reuniting yeah. in the Eternals, which I think is so cool. <laughs> but um, but we have to wait a little while, guys. February 21st, sorry, February 12th, 2021. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings is now pushed to May 7th. Doctor Strange 2 pushed to November 5th, 2021. Mm. And Love and Thunder will now be February 2022. That means there's only one MCU movie this year, which is Black Widow in November because of this mm-hmm. craziness. Because but doesn't that push back all of the timelines of the other movies? Um, That's interesting uh, because timeline gets very tricky in the MCU. So I'm curious how that will be handled with um, every... Because I'm sure the producers had to meet and discuss that the timelines weren't getting screwed up with the new you know, um, schedule you know, due to uh, COVID. Well, I mean, when you think about it, when you think about it, if the MCU is currently on a pause because nothing's coming out, does it really change anything? It just, uh, you know, it, whether it comes out in November or May... I mean, it's still going to take place in effectively the same time, whatever well, that is. True, but you also have to take into account the uh, Disney Plus TV shows as well. Well, yeah, that's why I was asking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And yeah. That actually brings up a question about, like, I know that they want there to be a lot more continuity with the Disney Plus shows than they did with, for example, the Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's probably going to be a big problem with Falcon and Winter Soldier unless there really isn't going to be a huge impact to the overall Disney, I mean, MCU with yeah. that show. Okay. Well, um, that's, that could be, yeah, that's a, a conundrum, no doubt. I mean, um, it's going to affect all the TV shows, too, like, you know, Stranger Things and, like, mm-hmm. you know, Walking Dead and all these different shows are going to get pushed back, too. I mean, it really is hurting a lot of entertainment. Absolutely. Which, you know, sucks. They just also announced that uh, Mulan, we just had uh, Jimmy Wong from Mulan, uh, they just announced it's now going to be released on July 24th. July 20, July is still kind of soon, but like uh, we're really hoping everything gets back to normal by June. I mean, that's what a lot of the experts are predicting. So if, if you schedule something no earlier than July, let's just knock on wood that's a safe scheduling of uh the movie release but you know but you know like if things are back to normal like the first movie that comes out after things are fine i mean it's going to be slammed yes pent up and they want to see a movie like it doesn't matter what it is yeah. but it's a good question that brings up a question you think everyone's gonna rush out and do that or do you think there people are going to be like pretty gun shy it depends true. on what the media is saying about the virus i mean if they're like yeah. You know, no one's catching it now, then maybe. But if they're like, if they're still like, you know, ebbs and flows, then probably not. 
Yeah, I mean, because it, it doesn't look like it's just going to magically stop. The no, curve will flatten yeah. and everything, but you'll still yeah. have the chance of getting it. Well, yeah, right. they've already warned of flare-ups, at least uh, two other flare-ups this year. Um, um, uh, doc, um, Dr. Um, Fauci, he actually warned... Um, uh, sorry, um, Donald Trump's uh, primary medical advisor and si- um, lead scientist, um, he warned that there was going to be two other flare-ups in all of this that we have to worry about. So oh, I don't, I honestly don't feel like, especially our economy, I mean, movie theaters are still surviving based on letting 10 patrons in at once, but imagine the yeah. the, the money that they're losing, which is why Absolutely. on Amazon... Are there movie theaters that are still doing that? Yep, because um, I know the one in Gainesville close to me is the one, uh, two, one in Centerville and one in Manassas is doing it. And that's why wow, Amazon I didn't and know certain that. outlets are now, you I'm can surprised. rent a movie. So what I was watching the new Emma movie, which is a great uh, remake of the Jane Austen novel. But you can now rent a couple movies straight from theater through Amazon. 20 bucks to rent it, but it's because it's in theaters right now and no one can watch it. So they're offering now the option to rent for 20 bucks straight from theater view. Um, huh. Because... Theaters are losing so much money. Now, I don't know whether or not Amazon is going to be giving them a profit, which I think would be amazing considering those movies were cut. And this would help also prop up our economy. But I do know that now there's more options and more movies coming out where you can just view it from theater in your home. You just pay instead of well, $3,599, 20 bucks. Yep. Like. Artemis Fowl, um, which is the animated Disney um Disney film will now be on Disney Plus instead of doing. They just decided to cancel the the, the theater release for that. Yeah, um, I just saw Onward like last Friday. And... Onward, yep, has yeah. a very quick turnaround. Uh, how was Onward? I didn't get a chance to see it yet, General. How was uh, it? It's like kind of in the middle of Pixar movies. White again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alabaster skin. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Tiffany, uh, you've always been white. Dwayne Johnson's <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Emily Blunt, uh, Dwayne left. Johnson, The Rock, was supposed to be uh, released on July of this year. It's now getting pushed one year further to July 2021. That's an Damn. entire year, guys. A lot, of, a lot of films are doing that, though. Then that's what the Fast and Furious movie, what you mentioned a while back, is doing the same thing. Um, Thank God. <laughs> um, so, like You're Black struggling. Widow, the first <laughs> film in the Phase Four MCU. Um, now that we mentioned is no, uh, November sixth. Um, so apparently, um, Michael took a snapshot. <laughs> I was a fucking idiot. That's what I was. <laughs> so he didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am still trying to figure out how to blur my The background. only person that looked kind of sexy in that photo was Chachi. <laughs> that's true. His but that's just, con- but that's he was conveniently like this when you did it. <laughs> that was let me I'm gonna I'm just gonna like impersonate him. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin Feige, the head of MCU, did comment on Black Widow. He said, we have hinted at Natasha Romanoff's backstory throughout all the other films. We approach it in a completely unexpected way. She's been up to a lot all along in between when we see her in the other movies, some of which will be surprising to people. So um, there you go. That's a statement from Kevin Feige. 
Um, uh, regarding Black Widow um, that comes out November 6th, but I'm sure TMF will be uh, cosplaying as uh, Black Widow for the premiere in November. I hope so. <laughs> you do a great Natasha Romanoff, by the way, TMF. I am pretty sure she's paused right now and she's not in front of her camera. You think so? I think so. But otherwise, she is masterful of, sti- of sitting still. Yeah, she is sitting still. It's so <laughs> I think, oh, okay. Oh, she left. Oh, man. She'll we be really back. suck, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we, always drive, we always drive the girls away. All right, here's TMF. Wait, don't say we. Speaker herself. Yes, General. <laughs> TMF, do we have you? Like Tiffany will call back. So Rick and Morty writer and producer Jeff Loveness has been hired to write Ant-Man 3 for Marvel Studios. That's exciting. Are you That's excited weird. for Ant-Man 3, General? Well, what, do you, what did you guys think of the Ant-Man movies? Because they're kind of like the lesser of the MCU movies. You are. You are right. You are right. It is lesser, but they're so fun. Yeah. They're enjoyable. They're fun, fun yeah. films, you know. Um, they never feel as important as the other, like like the Captain America and the, and Thor and like those other movies. Right. But yeah, I mean, they're a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. I think and... TMF is joining us shortly. But what I think was great is that Rick and Morty, um, the producer Jeff Loveness, obviously he's great with different dimensions and places all over the galaxy. So. Here you're dealing with the quantum world in the mm-hmm. Ant-Man universe, so if he could tackle Rick and Morty and all the different galaxies and planets that they visit, I'm sure he will do a good job with, um, um, you know, with writing this particular uh, third installment of Ant-Man three. Okay, so he's pretty. just writing. He's writing. Yeah, Rick okay. and Morty. Well, writing. is it is it still Peyton Reed directing? That's correct. Peyton Reed will return. To direct the third installment of the franchise, um, all the cast that you know, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas will be back. And I think Tiffany is back. Can you see me? I'm sorry, gentlemen. No, not I yet. Just... Cannot, we cannot see you unless you've suddenly turned into a TF. Oh, you can hear me, though. My uh, Skype keeps kicking me from my camera. I'm like, who's what is in the world? <laughs> I see you guys just fine. I hear you. I'm here. <laughs> I think you'll, hopefully, hopefully you'll eventually pop there up. You there are, you are. There we go. There she is. <laughs> we're. Uh, <laughs> I heard we're, you guys. I'm sorry about that. It just kicked me out. That's all right. We yeah, have... I was going to ask you how you were able to pause your video like that in case I needed to sneak out. I think just her, <laughs> Skype, her Skype just crashed. That's all that was. Yeah. It did. I mean, my Skype was on, but it kicked me out of the show. Apparently, you guys were the only important ones. Uh, yeah, I'm used to hearing person. that. But now we were just talking about Ant-Man 3. Um, they're getting a Rick and Morty writer to write the script in Ant-Man 3. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you told me about that yesterday. I'm just like, how is that going to work? I mean, is it, which writer is it? And is it the sense of humor they're going for? Because I like Ant-Man <laughs> because it had a certain type of yes. humor to yes, it. Yes, his but name I'm is like, Jeff Loveness. But Rick and Morty humor? <clears throat> oh, I'm not. Rick and Morty, I mean, that's a clever show. Like, they have some yeah. really, really clever writers. So. And it, it returns in May, by the way, guys. So something to look forward to. Yeah. 
I'm actually I'm actually really optimistic and excited about this. Like I think um, I think that's a good thing for the show. I think it's for, great. for the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, Candyman, the '92 uh, film, uh, the reboot of the, the '92 film, um, has now been pushed to September 2020 instead of uh, uh, its original release of June. So for you horror fans, um, you're gonna have to wait a little while for that one. Well, they probably should have just brought it out in October then. That's actually good, yeah, because of Halloween, but it's late yeah. September. Oh, late September, okay. Late September, so it can still be a relevant film for Halloween, which is always a choice. Great. Um, also, In the Heights, um, which, of course, director John M. Chu, who's been great on Below the Belt Show, we've had him on twice when he was promoting G.I. Every Jim. time. Every time you mention In the Heights, I always think of this like really, really short-lived Fox show from the early '90s <laughs> called The Heights. Oh, right, right, right. How do, How do you, you talk, you talk to, an to an angel? This was Every actually. Time. <laughs> this was actually based on <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda's hit musical. Yeah, I know, I know. It still, yeah. it still doesn't stop where my mind goes. <laughs> yeah, that was a um, spinoff from. Um... It's a 9210. Nice. Was it? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I never knew that. Because well, that Jamie was it? Was it Jamie Waters? Oh, okay. So okay. He was on it. So he was Donna's boyfriend on the show. I can assure you, this is a very different version than the one you guys grew up. <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> Act like you don't know what we're talking about, Al. This sounds You're like an well adult reference, and I might be a little too young for you guys. I guess I had no idea what the height is. Uh, so Ezra Miller, he's making headline news. Did you hear about this guy? This is crazy. Oh. He used to choke and throw a woman at a bar in Iceland. Um, dude, a woman. Dude. This yeah, is I kind of, I kind of thought he was. As say. opposed to a dude or some other transgender person. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? But, you know, I mean, I guess it's it's horrible. You know, I mean, he's a male. He's a, a guy, and then he's like choking out a woman at what a bar in Iceland. So I'm curious when this took place because. Is Iceland one of those countries? I know there's some countries out there that that is not um, undergoing a lockdown right now. Is there? Is Iceland one of those countries? I highly doubt Iceland is is flouting any sort of lockdown idea because they're a pretty progressive country. So So you think they're having business as usual? So the bars would be no, no, no. They're not. Okay. They're they're definitely yeah. They're the opposite. They're um. Did government. Yeah, yes. did anyone video? I mean, the problem is that video. it's a seven-second video. Like, I just, I just want to know. Like, he supposedly he asked her to fight, but you don't see enough footage to show what happened before that. No, it's not okay to hit a woman. But did this woman like she's the one that asked him? Like, I, I, I'm just like I don't understand. How do we know what? I do want to still ask. What did she do? <laughs> like, okay, guys, because, I'm reading here. Yeah. The incident occurred on April 1st. Bars were still open in Iceland. Oh, they were. It's business as usual. Oh. This incident took place on April 1st. That's actually... Iceland. That's well, it could have been like an April Fool's joke, right? You would think. I'm yeah, sure... but I mean, it looked like it was like a... I mean, it looks like it was like they were acting or whatever, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, there's questions that it could have actually just been something that was done just humorously, but... Um, and, and it, her face is blurred out in the, the video or sorry, in the photos, but from it, but it looks like she's not upset. It looks like she might be laughing. He doesn't right. look like he's and, and they took two snapshots and it looks like he's like 
talking as he's doing it, but not aggressively, but like, it does look like it's acted out. Um, I mean, but he did. And then they said that it sounds quite comedic that he asked her, do you want to fight? Like, but yeah. then, n- um, and, and neither of them then grabs the woman by her, her neck and such. I'm just like, that. uh, uh, I mean, Disturbing. it's too short to tell. And then they removed it immediately and no one's really commented on it. It just actually Ezra has not commented on the situation yet. And the photos didn't even look like it was actually. But hey, that's seven seconds of a video. We can totally tell so much from that. According to yeah, sources, I see. I see in like on the news it says like the movie, the Flash movie may not get canceled because of this. Yeah, Warner Brothers is actually considering replacing Ezra Miller as a Flash. I know you read that the the, the film would actually be canceled. I, I'm reading here that they're considering replacing Ezra Miller. Um, I'm not a fan of replacing characters in an existing universe. No, like. I would have loved Ed Norton. Even though Mark Ruffalo is great, I would have loved um, Ed Norton to stay as the Hulk. Just for consistency. I, I like consistency. So See, we have different always, actors. I've playing. always been of the mind that, yeah. um, like, especially for something like comic book characters, um, you can always have different actors play them because you can imagine it's like a different artist drawing him in him or her in, okay. in, a, in a different comic. If you're looking at it from the... Um, from the commercial, yeah, from the, the comic book standpoint, yes. Yeah, so that's why um, I'm totally Tiffany, like, Tiffany, you're still, um, you're, I don't know. Do are they you have different Tiffany? artists, like, in the same um, series, though? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry about that. I don't know what's I don't going see on your, freezing, is your, but... Guys, do you see Tiffany moving? Or I'm only... She's I'm not. She's no. been okay. totally still for a long, long time. Okay. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm just tricking... Maybe I'm just trying to see how long I can hold this pose. Yeah. <laughs> right you now, clearly, I'm actually. You clearly don't have ADD like I do, so I have to like fidget <laughs> it was all the time. The exact same thing you were doing before. I'm yes. just practicing, you know, my 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 ventriloquist skills. <laughs> well, you know, once the once the uh, if you still need if you still need work, once the stores open up, you could be like one of those living mannequins. I have the skin for it. Hey. Yes, you do. Hey. It could be like a. Could be like a sex doll. Oh, <laughs> oh! I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> it's, it's 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 hey, it it's sounds like, like a new idea for my OnlyFans account, guys. There you go, right? There you go. <laughs> Producer credit. <laughs> Maybe if I step away for a second to grab my bottle of wine and come back, it'll magic. There you go. There like, you go Maybe maybe that's what it will take. Maybe if you, you know take what? your shirt I'm, off. You know like, what? Maybe. Just oh, the shirt. You know what? You Most, guys won't even be able to tell right now if I do that, right? right? So a, what if I am? Right, it's worth a shot. And if <laughs> Skype comes back, then maybe. Although as much like, as I love, oh Superman, my god! <laughs> as much as I love Superman, I'm, you'd have to I edit in to. some Superman emojis to my boobs for yeah. the actual. Pun <laughs> Come on, Tiffany. These these quarantine times are tough. Okay. <laughs> guys, don't judge how I make my money. As long as I pay my bills, okay? I'm an adult. Tiff, do you, do you really cheap. trust them to judge. edit in emojis over your boobs? Like a Superman <laughs> emoji? I think that would be great. Like, over my nipples? They're super <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only one that. way to find out if it works, right? <laughs> and on that me. note, I'm going to step away to grab that wine. <laughs> that would definitely make me the Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate you, Tashi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. I need more alcohol with this so, guy around. So, General, should they replace Ezra Miller as a Flash? Yeah. Due to this bad behavior. 
I I don't think so. I don't think it's uh I mean based on the um based on the actual video where it doesn't even look like it's entirely serious, it's hard to justify that. Yeah. And so it's um We we need more answers before we Yeah. Do, I think let's see. Like, I seriously next... doubt if he did check her out, I seriously doubt he's walked up and chucked out a random person. Yeah. I'm sure something must have horribly happened beforehand. For, mm-hmm. her, for him to do that, because I mean, I people mean, people can get pretty rough with these um, celebrities sometimes, and I don't know what the situation was, but maybe it was one of those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's right. But at the same time, I mean, there were lots of periods in the past where I thought, oh, it can't be a big deal, and it turned out it was a big deal. So, like Kevin Spacey, for example, where like when I first heard about it, I was like, no, that that must be blown out of proportion. And it certainly wasn't. It certainly wasn't. No, yeah. Kevin Spacey yeah. was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't too surprising. Was well, I mean, how about like Bill Cosby? Like, uh, Bill Cosby that was definitely surprising. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty surprising. <laughs> yeah, that was like America's dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, moving on, guys. Um, so with the success of Twilight, there's another young adult vampire novel that's going to be Oh, thank adapted God. to a movie, yes. God, yes. God. Yes, are you excited about it? It's, it's called Crave. Uh-huh. It's a young um, young adult vampire novel by author Tracy Wolf. Uh, it's pitched as Vampires for a New Generation. Wasn't that <laughs> just like, oh my God. It's pretty much <laughs> Twilight, was, yes. That was just Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Is it based off of another softcore vampire, like softcore <laughs> porn book that like lemon well, i think yeah called, that your <laughs> grandmother read that's based off vampires well it's a novel called crave um so it's a paranormal fantasy about a human girl who finds herself at the center of conflict <laughs> between many warring factions that isn't that twilight for vampire prince <laughs> dude it's exactly like twilight <laughs> wait do they sparkle <laughs> who knows if they sparkle but damn that's close enough already dude Wow. Um, so I'm yeah, really, I'm in the wrong business. I should start writing young adult novels <laughs> where you this can just like co- totally copy the ideas of books <laughs> that came out just 10 years ago. Yeah, this I mean, will you be... were pretending to be 15 years old today, so you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a uh, universal picture that we're producing uh, this uh, film. So. I know. For me, I still think Lost Boys is one of the best ones to ever be made. You know. For, oh yeah. For young adult vampires. <laughs> Definitely, definitely for sure. Um, MGM Studios has nabbed the rights to Ridley Scott's true crime drama about the murder of fashion icon Guccio Gucci, um, the grandson of Guccio Gucci, Maurizio Gucci. Lady Gaga is in negotiations to star in the project, and as you've seen in Star is Born, Lady Gaga certainly has the acting chops and the singing chops to, um, well, she doesn't, I think, need singing chops for this film because it's a true crime drama. But nonetheless, uh, Lady Gaga already proven she's an act, she's a good actress. So, wait, so we'll who see. died? Who got killed? The um, this is uh, Maurizio Gucci, the grandson of Guccio Gucci. Hey, oh. Tiff, you're moving again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Perfect time it. with a new glass of wine in hand. <laughs> oh, and she was topless before this. I was, of course. Exactly. Damn it. You can tell because my shirt's clearly not even pulled down all the way again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Has anyone seen um, Call Me By Your Name, the film that starred Timothy, Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer? 
they're getting um, ready to return for a sequel. Um, as you know, it's based on a novel, Call Me By Your Name, but the sequel uh, novel is called Find Me. So they're getting the original cast back for that. It was kind of a disturbing movie because Tim, you know, uh, Timothy Chalamet was like a young kid and Army Hammer is a much older adult and they had this romance and it just looked a little a little off-putting on screen um, when you watched it. But it was nominated for Oscars. Um, interestingly enough, an Oscar-nominated film going for sequels, that doesn't happen very often, does it? I've never... Well, I, don't, I don't recall any sequels that... Well, maybe Godfather, Godfather 2. Yeah, I was about to say Godfather <laughs> 2. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of any others? I think it's a, a very small... For what? For Best Picture or what? Any, well, well any, considering, any Oscar considering the Dark I mean, I'm Knight I'm sure like, stuff is, like Star Wars might have yeah. won... For like the Dark Knight well, was, was animation for best stuff. picture. Well, special effects and stuff like that. I'm, yeah. I'm referring to best picture or best yeah. actor like that. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was nominated for best picture, and then The Dark Knight Rises came out. Yes, and that's the second of the of three films, correct? Yeah, but that's it's never. Good, it's always it's always like the blockbuster type. Oh wait, Terms of Alien. Endearment. Terms of Endearment had a Did sequel. You say aliens? You like just randomly yelling out later. Uh, movie names now. <laughs> We're trying Terminator. to figure. Terminator, I don't think was not. I mean, no terms of endearment. No, I know. Oh, that. I know what you said, but okay, I got did you. Terminator win any? Yeah, Terminator might have. Terminator. I mean, I'm sure for visual effects, I don't think it, it did for best actor. Mm. I'm sure. I don't know. Did Terminator, the first movie, win awards, Oscars. Well, they that? probably it, yeah. Terminator, the first movie, probably won them for like special effects or for. Um, you know, back in the eighties, they didn't. They had less respect for action and sci-fi than they do now. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because we just played our final interviews from Sundance from the red carpet of Tesla, where Ethan Hawke plays Nikolai Tes- Tesla, brooding inventor. Nicholas. Thank you. Whatever. Uh, fights an uphill battle. Uh, Nick Nicola, actually. Okay, Nicola Tesla. Uh, fights an uphill battle to bring his revolutionary electrical system to fruition. Also styles, uh, stars Kyle MacLachlan as Thomas Edison, which is great because we played those interviews um, by Lauren Francesca, our friend Lauren Francesca. But anyways, IFC Films has purchased the U.S. rights for that film. So that's kind of good news in conjunction with actually just recently playing those um those interviews and that was the last red carpet i think i attended due to this coronavirus i haven't Damn. done any red carpet since sundance and i'm going through major red carpet withdrawals thank you i was about to ask al what are you doing right now like <laughs> unless you can get a hold with the of these people's managers and set up actual yes. interviews consistently with them for through skype what are you what doing? doing that is what we're doing right now for the show or in general like it both <laughs> yeah well for the show luckily uh, um a, a lot of our guests so far that we've had including tonight's guest who i should announce is singer songwriter and model lauren carter uh all have uh, the ability to use skype we're in the technology uh age now so everybody should be privy on uh skype i mean if we get an interview with like sir ian mckellen maybe we'd have to figure out you know you know coaching him and how to use skype or everything but like, you know Old wrestlers. Think... <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Old wrestlers you don't can't use the damn phone, remember? Yeah, you're right. Wrestlers. <laughs> like, like you're listening to the Roosevelt show. <laughs> right. <laughs> the was, only way um... you might understand it. 
the Roosevelt show said that below the belt show, right? <laughs> who, was, who, who said so that? So many people. Like a couple of old wrestlers. Work. I think like like um like Fabulous Moolah, Mae Young, both of those old women wrestlers. I think both said it. Like it was. The, uh, I see in your profile pic, Chach, you are styling a very fashionable fedora. Thank <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's let's continue. I guess I, I see. So, so do you do you call a lot of a lot of girls milady? <laughs> <laughs> Ew! Put your put your feet out, dude. It's so hairy. <laughs> Yeah, hair. I'm wearing shorts. Big fucking deal. I know, but it was day. it was all this hair that I saw on the screen. Uh. All right, moving on to Netflix, guys. Um, Thor, are you a Thor fan? He's uh, doing um, a, a Russo Brothers film that's not the Avengers. Can you believe it? It's a thriller called Extraction. Um, Hem- Hemsworth plays a black market mercenary who's hired to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. What was that? Uh, and um, I think it's pretty cool that the Rooster Brothers are doing something outside of the MCU, which I think is great. So, um, so I'm also, sure the Rooster Brothers can pretty much write their own ticket now. They can dude, do they can do anything they want. That they want yeah, dude. absolutely. Um, Space Force. Anybody looking forward to Space Force with Steve Carell? It's a workplace comedy. Based on the fifth branch of the U.S. military that was established, uh, uh, I hope by that's our... funny. I really, really do, because that Did... could be hysterically funny, or it could be awful. Yeah. Um. So, um, news on Space Force that Lisa Kudrow was just announced to join the cast, um, which is interesting. Uh, will play a recurring role. Um, and I guess yeah. Um, so you get a little bit of a friend's influence with Space Force. TMF, are you familiar with Space Force? Uh, it's a new uh, Netflix comedy. I really with... thought you were talking about the dumb idea that Donald Trump had, but is it based <laughs> off that? It's not a dumb idea. I think the, the having a fifth uh, intergalactic uh, military branch is kind of cool. Actually. It was it called is, New... It is, it they, is we had that, but like... That. It's it's, yeah. We had that. They were called astronauts and NASA... Um, well, no, no. This is this is what it is. Everybody imagines Space Force to be a bunch of guys in cool like spacesuits and everything, shooting lasers at aliens. <laughs> right. No, it's gonna Star be guys Universe? in offices mm-hmm. w- looking at computer screens, reading like telemetry from satellites. Yep. And so that's like what it's going to be. Another branch for the Chair Force. But did you guys see the logo for Space Force? It looks just like the Star Trek logo. Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> no, it, it's not cool. It's, well, it's not cool, cool but it's definitely, definitely infringing on that uh, design. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, so um, Disney Plus has surpassed 50 million paid subscribers today, reaching a milestone within its first five months. I guess thanks to The Mandalorian, but they're going to have to drop those Marvel series if they want to retain, if they want to retain that uh, that uh, 50 million. But I think they're doing a good job. They're putting uh, movies like Onward, and and the next month we'll get Artemis Fowl, mm-hmm. and like you said, General um, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. When does that come out? That comes out in like September, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. That and yeah. WandaVision coming out later this year. 
Yeah. Um, but Chachi, I know you're excited about this one. Doogie Hauser in development at Disney <laughs> Plus, a female um, a gender bend and a diversity bend. <laughs> As you know, that's what Hollywood is doing now. They do push diversity. And oh, Chachi must bend. love I that. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called Doogie Kiloha, MD. Um, Doogie what? Doogie Kiloha. <laughs> so what? Is that? She's Hawaiian. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It was a, a center on a 16-year-old half Asian, half white girl who works as a doctor, and it's set in Hawaii. Her name is that's Doogie. A, that's, a, that's kind of a curious Doogie choice. Doogie Kaloha. Though. Yeah. Do that doesn't sound Hawaiian. I'm just going to – never mind. Kaloha? Just, it's basically you know Aloha part? with key in front of it. Never mind. <laughs> well, it's kind of it's kind of a curious choice. Like, you know, yeah. I wonder why they decided to go with Hawaii with this. You know? this you know? Yeah. Does she have like like hooks for arms or something else? Like that would be diverse. Well, I mean she's half Asian, half you know, half Caucasian. So right. that's the diversity right there. Maybe it's to work on, I don't know, lifting Asians up right now because everybody hates Asians suddenly. I would I don't hate them. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Kidding, yourself, kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> well, I think I think your choice in porn I'm is kidding. a little I love different. Josh, I'm glad you weren't on the show the when Jimmy Wong was on last post week. alive. No, but like I've noticed, like if you smile, I was at Walmart earlier, and I I hate Walmart. Like I'm not one of the. I just want to make it clear right now, I'm not people of Walmart. Like, but I'm being nice and I'm smiling as I'm just like putting stuff into the car. And there's a car coincidentally full of Asians pulling out and they're just looking at us like they're expecting hell. And I just smile and I wave and they uh, suddenly smile like they couldn't believe someone was nice to them. And I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think a lot of it might be in their head because when I go out now and I'm not Asian, but everybody looks miserable. I couldn't like, nobody tell. smiles. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's yeah. limited to one ethnicity. Just everybody yeah. is unhappy I mean, I when you go to places. If you're being mean to anybody, I think during this time period, then you're just like a dick in real life. You are, yeah. but a lot of them. I mean, there has been violence against Asians, and, and there has Those been. Those guys are assholes. You know, they but are, would, but now I, I think it's the worst this has gotten. You can tell that some people are. They're 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 expecting the. Um, or, I mean, I ordered food tonight uh, from uh, Grubhub, and my driver, coincidentally, was this young, really young, kind of like, um, what's that, Asian kid. And I did the no no contact delivery, but I was looking out my window that he was far enough before I got my food. And um, he was, like, trying to walk away to his car fast, and I just opened the door, grabbed my bag, and I'm like, hey, thank you, be safe. And he looked over his shoulder like he was so surprised, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> say <laughs> if i was I mean, afraid of you because now all the white people have um the coronavirus yeah that's true if you man. think about it and you put it in reverse like chachi just said because it's genius everyone's like oh god the chinese people have it but in america the chinese people and the, not not just chinese people i just said that like it's the line the asian people are probably like nah fuck this country the americans we've already, have it. We've <laughs> like, already surpassed china guys so yeah i mean for me i'm I, the bad people now i've been attacking um italians when i go out <laughs> <laughs> like if I see someone looks like a mob or whatever. <laughs> and the yeah, poor was... Filipinos, no one knows what they are, so it's like. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I appreciate. It. Well, the You're Filipinos. Welcome. You're welcome. The poor Filipinos have, have the issue where they're both Asian and Spanish. That's right. Yeah. 
that's that I feel bad for those people. They probably have a yeah. worse. Like black people yes. who are probably probably like, I, I, yo, I'm we get good. our freedom now. They leave us alone. Well, well, in the Philippines, wasn't it? Um, oh, what's the the name of the crazy president in the Philippines? Duterte. Duterte, where he yeah. was saying yeah. that people who break who break curfew <laughs> should be shot. Oh, like I've seen he, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah they don't, He's they don't crazy. Play. They don't play yeah, around. Yeah. Even yeah. though the actual number yeah, of cases in the Philippines is actually low. Yeah. You get shot if you get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but the number of cases is low in the Philippines yeah. compared to other countries. So yeah, thank God. But I mean, Doogie, talking about Doogie Hauser. Right. <laughs> Doogie Keloha. See, why, why even call her Doogie? Like, why, like, if nobody else from the show is going to be on there, like, why not just have, like, you can get Neil Patrick Harris on board, have, like, kind of, yeah, have his daughter, you know? His daughter's got to be smart, too, right? You know, pass on those smart genes, and she becomes a doctor. I'd watch that. Yeah, but do they want Go- Doogie to be straight, though? Because then... Hey, gay people can um, adopt kids. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. I, so I don't know. I watch, I watch a gay Doogie Howser, like, adopting kids and, like... Yeah. And his art, like... Well, yeah, yeah. I know, just didn't know like, if, they, if they could go that route. If like, Doogie took his sperm and, like, put it inside of a Hawaiian girl. And then they had this baby, and, and then she's like half. You know, I don't think Neil has like half gay Harris. man, half Hawaiian. Neil and Patrick then Harris, doctor, has not. I mean, they haven't announced it in this article, but I guess don't be surprised if he's a part of this cast. I would be surprised if he is. Really? You never know, yeah, though. Well, the mighty, the, well, the mighty Ducks is bringing in the original cast. Yeah. Emilio Estevez is a, is a part of the new Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus. I don't know. Like I said before, the only the only know. people that do it right so far that I've seen. Like very few is like it's Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I yeah, and that's the only one. Like they're not, they're not, you know, trying to like bastard off of a, of, of a name of a show that was a hit, you know, back in the day or a movie or some kind of property. They're actually like making the franchise better in the process, not yeah. just doing it for the money. Which this is just doing it for the money, I'm sure, because they had that brand mm-hmm. recognition of the old Doogie. That's why they call her Doogie, uh, Doogie Aloha, or whatever the hell her name is. Uh, Kiloha. Yeah. <laughs> Malakin, Nikin, Maka. That's one my dookie. Dookie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you would you ever go to like to anybody (laughs) who's um any doctor that was named like like was it Doogie what? Doctor Doogie Kaloha. I would never go to the doctor. I don't care how smart they are. And, and, and she's a genius. She's a she's a child genius. Yeah, you know. Al says it is Doctor Diki Yeah, just because of the name. Kaloha with key in front of it. It's not that difficult to say. Kaloha. <laughs> but it sounds like another word for crap, and then saying aloha. <laughs> um, guys, you can get free HBO if you're an AT&T um, customer. Um, it's I guess oh actually it's for new subscribers with AT&T TV and DirecTV. Sorry, not it's AT&T cellular service, but um, um, you get HBO for no extra cost. So. People are trying to take uh, advantage of um, people being at home, binging uh, TV. Um, but Queeby, not so successful, guys. Good. Queeby is a new online uh, mobile-only streaming service founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg. Downloaded only 300,000 times in the first 24 hours. It has a 90-day free trial offer. But, um, you know... Disney Plus had 4 million downloads comparatively to 300,000 downloads of Queeby. People can't even spell it to even download it. 
you gonna find it? Kaloha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Queeby or is it Dookie? <laughs> <laughs> well, Queeby. Yeah, I mean Queeby. You really misheard. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean Queeby is getting huge megastars to be in their shows, and as you know, I don't know if you know this, Tiff. Queeby um, is only ten, at maximum ten minute episode shows. So very, very short form um, episodics. Um, so a lot of people think it's cool to have it on your mobile device because when you're kind of like waiting around, you're on your phone, you can watch an entire episode in 10 minutes. You know? um, the business model was good. Their, their attempt was good. And they got the major stars for shows. It's just nobody's downloaded TV. How much is that TV? $7.99. Yeah, more loud. Is this ASM, uh, ASMR or whatever? Queeby? No, you. Yeah, why is me? Yeah, you're so loud. Whatever you're crinkling in your hand. Coming with a squeaky ass. I'm not crinkling. It's him. No, you can hear me. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I'm randomly pointing at a him, realizing there's three of you on my screen. I'm like, which him? Oh no, my. <laughs> General walks in the door. Like some haunted, some haunted house sounding freaky door. <laughs> He's crinkling some chips, and it's making me regret losing some Okay, sorry. I got a bag of popcorn. It was so loud, General. Are you, are you popping it right now as we speak? Hey, look. Let's let's see if we can get some advertising smart. money. Smart yeah, food. They are good. Food for smart people. No. Smart food. Oh. oh and the more you pour, the smarter you are. I love it. I love it. I love it. Smart so, um, Drinking, guys. <laughs> Nicole Richie's going to have a show on Queeby, Chachi. <laughs> I know you're a, a Nicole Richie fan. You're a Nicole um, Richie Wait, wait, wait. Nicole Richie fan? Well, I mean, we're all marginally, I guess, a fan of hers, right? She was, she, was, she was not terrible. Until I she was not terrible? She was not terrible in this show called Good News. No, Great News, which was actually a pretty funny sitcom that was on for like well, a year. It's a sitcom. So. Nikki's doing a sitcom. It's called Nikki Fresh. Nikki Fresh. Um, it's about her love of hip hop and goes back to her childhood. Um, and um, it's an upcoming comedy series. Um, so I guess I don't know. Um, but if, she, if you're telling me, General, that she's great at sitcoms, then... Well, I wouldn't say she was great, but she was not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, she wasn't the star of that show. I don't remember okay. what the name, the name of the star of that show was. Um, but, um, oh, Briga Heldon? I think it's her name, okay. Briga Heldon, who is a legit funny woman. I mean, Great News was like kind of like 30 Rock, and it was okay. it was funny. I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, but the um, show that's ten minutes long. Like, by the time you get into it, it's over. That's true. Yes, you can technically watch um, an entire season in under two hours. You know, depending on how many episodes there are. Plus, plus there's like three commercials <laughs> during that too. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. Scared. I don't know. I, I don't well, know. Well, do they well, have ads? Know. Because it's a subscription model. Well, do they, they actually have they, ads? They have a, a version. Um, a tier with ads and a tier without ads. Oh, they have ads too. Yeah. It sounds horrible, this idea. I can't imagine <laughs> why like like and it's like eight dollars a month, you said? It's like seven ninety nine, yeah. So it's oh, the same seven ninety nine. It's <laughs> <laughs> not ninety day free trial though, guys. 90, I'm not gonna get it, but 
Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the same price as, like, Disney Plus right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like... Yeah, uh, all, all of Disney's content. Right. Yeah. It's a big difference, right? I mean, Queeby, Queeby's even free is too expensive for them. <laughs> well, we got Sansa Stark's new series with Corey Hawkins, but, you know, I, I yeah. agree. I keep I keep seeing an ad for Queeby on Facebook. It's that um, what, what's um John Legend's wife? Yeah, Christy, um, Chrissy yeah. Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, yeah. She um, like she has a show that she's like a judge, and like it looks just awful from the from the from the ad, and like I wanted <laughs> to like kill myself. <laughs> I like, know you're a Christy fan. I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, new series from Curtis Fifty Set Jackson. And Randy Huggins, the duo behind the popular Star Series Power, will be um, will have a new series on Stars. Um, so look out for that one. He's a good actor. So, yeah. So 50, 50 Cent has like completely reinvented himself as this like big time TV producer. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The 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 show's called Black Fam uh, Black Mafia Family. So. I mean, imagine, imagine Ice Cube is your father. I mean, how cool is that? Like, <laughs> like what can you say to him growing up? Like, Ice Cube or Fifty Cent? You said he's Ice Cube's son, right? No, no, no. This is this is uh, Fifty Cent. Oh, Did Fifty Cent's son. Oh, no. Well, no, it's Fifty Cent and R- oh, Randy okay. Huggins, the duo behind Power. Oh, I see now. Okay. I'm sorry. I I I guess you thought I said Ice Cube, but no. Who actually still knows who that is? I have anymore. ice cube in my in my. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Another movie going straight to streaming is Dave Bautista's family comedy My Spy. Um, it will now um, have exclusive streaming on uh, Amazon Prime and some foreign markets, so they're entirely decided to skip entirely skip the uh, straight to theater release for that one as well. Also, Amazon has dropped a new teaser for season two of Homecoming, um, which stars um, Janelle Monae. Um, I don't know if everyone's seen that. Janelle, have... Janelle, can you like mute your mic or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we hear you chomping on that pop. I don't know like, how you chomp on popcorn. Of me being here. <laughs> That's why I set the show at 9 p.m. so everyone's done dinner. <laughs> no, I've got some fried chicken just chilling out there on a countertop yeah. that I didn't even touch because I was right. like, I need to I get will, my lighting. I will put the popcorn away. Here, Thank I have a bowl. Know. I have a bowl of glass over here. I'm going to chew on. <laughs> just like put a mask on if you're going to do it or something, or just be like, <laughs> take your microphone away. Just. <laughs> it took me forever to realize where the freaking microphone was on this. Thing. Right in your mouth where you're chewing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you're a Daredevil fan, General. On, I am. Ellie uh, Young has joined the cast of the Fo- uh, Fox's drama pilot, The Cleaning Lady. Doesn't oh, sound cool. as doesn't sound as exciting as Daredevil, but uh, not quite. But that's unless okay. it's a cleaning lady during the times of the coronavirus, because that's action packed. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so she'll, she'll be playing Reina Salonga, an adaptation of the Argentinian series of the same name. Um. Uh, Shanine Sossaman was originally cast to be in the pilot earlier, but uh, Elda Young taking her place uh, for that um, pilot. Also uh, in Fox News, Deputy, the modern-day Western procedural starring Stephen Dorff, has been canceled after one season. Crazy, right? 
It sounds That's unfortunate. Like yeah. Um, we're actually going to be welcoming our, our special guest uh, soon. Um, I guess I'll drop a couple more things because I do want to talk some Walking Dead. General, are you caught up on Walking Dead? I am not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Did you watch episode 12 at least? Um, That's like the pivotal one. <clears throat> Probably not because I didn't get a chance to watch any Walking Dead since we talked yesterday. So, <laughs> um, so I'll have to. I'll have to. So what do you mean? So Al gets to talk about The Walking Dead by himself? Oh God, no, no. <laughs> He's like, what an opportunity. Oh, it's me, what me and Chachi. It's me and Chachi. Yeah. Right now, Chachi and Al, you are saving the world by talking about The Walking Dead. So you better make this important. That is true. <laughs> We're already in a zombie apocalypse. Come on. I mean, it was a it was a good episode. It ended on a cliffhanger. We saw um, Beta. Should I? Should I? Oh, uh, you're trying. Are you thinking? Are you? Are you really that? It's, there's no spoilers in this episode. Okay. Nobody dies. But uh. Yeah, I, I think you're fine, right, okay. Chuck? Yeah, he's fine. I well, I might I might get away from the microphone anyway, so I can eat the popcorn. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go go enjoy that popcorn. Go, go, yeah, actually, go ahead if you want to. Just come back. And All right, that, I'll be that, right back in a few. That okay, frozen, cool. frozen stale popcorn you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the episode, Scotch? I mean, uh, this is the penultimate episode. <laughs> We're getting the finale a little later in the year, as you know. We announced last week that uh, you still hear his popcorn by the way. Uh, <laughs> he's the worst, right? He's like, he's like the first time technology in his whole life. Look, his, his bag and like, my God. <laughs> Imagine him in the this movie is the theater. Perfect, this is the perfect sound effects, though, to the Below the Bell show. We talk about cinematic and, like, events, and we talk about Hollywood right. movies, guys, okay? This is just uh, feng shui. I mean, he'd be shot <laughs> in a movie theater. Can you imagine him all loud? <laughs> but no, this was not Like, the new Star Wars, he's like... Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> like, he'd be shot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good episode. It definitely, I mean, we're we're really curious to see what happens with Beta and the Horde as they're approaching this new location where all the survivors are, which um, was reused. It was actually the hospital scene where Beth died in season five. They're actually reusing it. So uh, um, actually, Lauren Carter is calling. We're going to put Walking Dead on hold. We're going to restart Walking Dead. We're going to bring her on. There we go. Jesus, man. <laughs> General, what, what an, do a screenshot of that. What an asshole. I'm doing it. Hold on. I'm working right. for it. I'm working on it. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think he realizes it. Hold on. I got this. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> You're the worst person ever. <laughs> Technology. Like we, we hear you the whole time. You can we, hear me. We hear you. Not only do we hear you, we see you in, in the fucking mirror behind you. God. Like eating and crunching right in the mirror. I love it. It's great. We're gonna add, we're gonna use that one for at proportional purposes. <laughs> like, general's the guy. General's the guy on the um, on the conference calls you see that we're out naked and they don't know their cameras on. It's shared over the internet, you know. I didn't even realize that. Okay, you can see me in the mirror. <laughs> Thank you, 
you're looking right at the mirror without realizing it. Too. Well, we did a couple of screenshots, Jenna, for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the worst in the world. All right. Um, so we're going to welcome our special guest of the evening, guys. There you are. Wow, <laughs> no, I love it. She is model, singer, songwriter extraordinaire, Lauren Carter. Hi. Lauren, it's good to have you on our Skype version of Below the Belt Show. We apologize for technical difficulties. No but, worries. Uh, yeah, we're, we're glad you're, you're in the same mode as we are. We are actually uh, having our adult beverages as we speak as well. Although you are much better dressed than we are. <laughs> yeah, she's way classier. Yeah, you speak are for way yourself. classier. Yeah, for yourself. Yeah. Especially with your with your huge wine glass. Oh I my know. gosh. It's like huge. <laughs> We're happy to have you on Below the Belt Show, Lauren. Uh, how are you doing during this quarantine? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, um, I'm able to sing a lot. It's like I don't have that's, all the distractions of driving, you know. Yeah. So that's very true. That's as artists, yeah. we can work on our craft. And I see a lot of artists doing these collaborations virtually with other musicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think yeah. is really cool. Um, and uh, all that stuff is great. So, um, so what what I think was great about music you, during this pandemic, new music can still be released. Um, mm -hmm. Anything that gives us a distraction from the world going on, and um, you're certainly adding to uh, that. And having um, you on our show is great as well. But uh, first of all, I gotta say, uh, love your love your song, love your singles. Uh, uh, we're talking about the. Um, your your uh, single called Chase the High, which I I was wondering at first based on the title if you're hanging with Snoop Dogg for a minute, but uh, <laughs> but, but it's actually uh, the addiction of Tinder dating culture. Um, what do you know about Tinder dating? Or is that something that you've uh, done in the past? Or? Um, I didn't really do Tinder, but well, I did once once. But I went on one Tinder date in my life, and actually we had a relationship for a while. But um, I mean, I I used the apps. I used the League. I think I used Hinge for a second. I used okay. Harmony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are these experiences? Uh, did you bring these experiences from Tinder and these online dating platforms to this single? Yeah. I mean, the single is also about escapism of other types, you know, because I was going through a period of like maybe some isolation, which is interesting because we're all there now, you know, exactly. but it was when I was single and I felt like frustrated because I couldn't get the connection I wanted. And it was like, OK, have a glass of wine, whatever it is to escape. But then, yeah, I mean, I found that the whole dating online thing, it's like has the addiction of a video game, you know. Well, I'm very disappointed you never swiped right on me. That is interesting. That is interesting you say that because, like, I know, um, you know, when you talk about chasing the high, like, uh, like a big thing that a lot of people say with like internet dating is that how it becomes this kind of like cynical numbers game for a lot of people when, um, yeah, yeah, and so. It's it's interesting, you know, to hear your song where you, um, you know, you actually, I mean, you touch on that subtly with, you know, mm -hmm. chasing this high that never comes. So any particular stories you can share with us from from those that maybe if you're able to share them, if they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what the best ones to share would be. I mean, one was a little bit scary, like, so. There were 
would just be things you'd be like, really? I don't know. Um, and I started having a pattern. I'd think like, okay, first you swipe on the picture in their bio and just, you can read a little bit into someone's personality and vibe just from that. Right. Yeah. Then if you both chat, you can tell a lot by how they chat. And like, I would find like if someone was really boring to me in the chat, I figured they were not interested or they were just a boring person. And so if they made me laugh or they seemed, <laughs> you know, kind of like we just had a vibe, how we chatted together, then I'd be like, okay, I'll meet them for a first date. Then if the first date is good, then you can, you know, you can maybe go somewhere. But if the first date is bad too, that's like also like, no, don't waste your time. It's like, I don't know. I learned to like, cause I was, I was single. So I wanted to go out more and meet more people. So like, um, I made like a little list, like of things like, don't waste your time. Like this, it's usually a bad sign. If this doesn't go well, this doesn't just forget it, you know? Okay. But, um, yeah, the one that the one that was a little bit scary was um oops, hold on. So one guy like um I think he was like a director or something or a producer here in Hollywood and like um we met for for first well this to me was always a red flag. He's like, Oh, I have a business dinner at eight, but I can meet you at seven for a drink. I'm like thinking, yeah, sure. It's probably another date, you know? Oh, no. Because <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make as much time for that date as possible. I would, you know, I would have it on another yeah. day. Double dip on. on yeah, yeah, day. yeah. So I'm like, What's really? Well, so you know? I'm like, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm the drink before dinner. Sure, dude. And so we met for that. And then he like decided, I think he decided he really liked me or something. But then he kept pressuring me to meet him at his house. The mm-hmm. for the second date because he was yeah because he was going out of town for a film or something and I'm like I was like you, you know, know what he wanted we- they rush like yeah they're... yeah 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 exactly but it was also they, like men these days think if they take you on one date that means the next date you're coming over to their house and it's not to it's not to Netflix it's not well, to Netflix yeah. at all Netflix and chill yeah. And, yeah. and men are the worst <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, but so like one drink and then expect to meet he's basically still a stranger. Like it's like no. And it was like an hour away. I'm like, dude, no. But somehow, <laughs> guess what? Somehow he convinced me that I would go there and make me dinner and stuff. I was like, fine. And I remember telling my neighbor downstairs, I was like, this is this is the address. Just I don't know. I don't know how he convinced me. I took an Uber over there and honestly his his street looks like like something out of a horror film. And I said to the oh Uber gosh. driver, I was like, I'm not I'm not going there. I was like, turn around. And so we turned around because the guy paid for my Uber trip, which meant he got my address. Think about it. So uh, I was like, no, oh. no. Yeah. And the Uber driver was like, no, I'm with you. I, this is creepy. Like, we, it was looked like a horror movie. And we were like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going in there. So I ended the um, ride so I could drive myself home. And the guy, like, freaked out. So I just blocked him. It was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I listened to the song. Uh, General, you listened to the song too, right? Yeah. The high? Yeah. I yeah, like you, had a very, you had an interesting way of describing the song. General. <laughs> well, it was it reminded me a lot of this band I really used to like a lot called Supreme Beings of Leisure. Okay. Oh, cool. And I don't know if you if you're familiar with. Seems it or very not, obscure. You like no, a lot it, of obscure general, bands. Nobody has general. Come on. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not. But they were. But it. Like, I'm not people. saying. I'm not saying you sound derivative because you don't. <laughs> you, you definitely have your own sound. But it definitely evokes that kind of. Uh, that kind of feeling and so i really dug it a lot i dug it a lot too i love how it kind of changes tempo it starts very loungy and sexy and Mm -hmm. then and then picks up a little bit and uh 
Yeah, I, I dig it. What, what would you say your musical influences are with your style of music? <sighs> so many. Um, to be honest, I got a little inspiration from like Fantagram for this song, like just some of the vibe yeah. of the song. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say like people like that. Um, obviously, Lana Del Rey. Some of my older stuff is more like that. Yeah, but I was, like I was yeah. doing that kind of vibe before she was out, though. So it's like I don't want to say people always think that I'm copying her, but I'm into the same vibe as she is. Um, otherwise, I'd say. Um, I like Banks and um, FKA Twigs, people who do like cool feminine vocals with cool electronic sounds. And, yeah. Um, and then also like, I like a lot of inspirations from like the sixties, like a lot of French like singers and stuff. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so are there any uh, artists that you're, uh, you would love to collaborate with that you haven't uh, had a chance to collaborate with? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess you know what I would say. Like um, the guy who produces a lot of Banks tracks, his name is Zone. He's really cool. Like I would love to produce, uh, c- collaborate with someone like that who could bring awesome. something really cool to some of my ideas and sounds. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean the style is really cool. You can check out uh, Chase the High, which is actually available on um, all your major uh, music platforms, right? Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes, yeah. Apple Music, all that good stuff. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, yeah. So, um, let's let's talk about um how you, I guess it seems like you did a lot of modeling, um, based on your GQ Esquire Maxim and Rona at Google some of the images. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly, no, really she looks like Liv Tyler but hotter. Yeah, I know. Oh, thank <laughs> you. You really model? you have this very classic pinup look to you. It's ageless. Oh, thank you so much. Were you doing the modeling and the singing concurrently, or did like the modeling transition to singing, or the singing come first? Then? Means is, how did you start your career? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. To be honest, like I mean, I was a singer before I did any modeling, but um. I remember when I was starting my career, like right after college, um, I was living in Chicago at the time. Uh-huh. I couldn't get like signed to an acting agent because I didn't have any credits. You know, they won't. It's a catch 22. They're like, well, yeah. you don't have the credits yet. But someone signed me to Ford Models. So I started doing that, you know. So I was like, great, because I love I love taking photos and stuff. And then it became something I really do enjoy. And was able to do some stuff with so that's cool but i really trained so much as a musician before that happened so yeah yes yeah, so if i may yeah. um yeah, if i may i know we have some lag here so i do apologize if any of us talk over each other it's been a fun night this is the new world of the the pandemic and <laughs> yeah our, our entertainment yeah. through uh, skype but um if I may, Ford Models was an agency that uh, my mom tried to get me into when I was a teenager. What? How tall are you? And what was the experience getting into one of the most the the, the teen agencies out there? They're number one. They they were number one when I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty yeah. sure they're still number one. How was that experience? Like that had to be tedious. That was. Yeah, I never thought I would ever get to model because I'm five two. So. Then I just, someone, I was out, yeah, I was out with someone, and they were like, let's sign her, because they knew I was trying to bring in and get to me, so, you know, I'm not doing runway, you know, so there are different agencies, some of the big agencies in the big cities, you know, I probably wouldn't get signed, but 
for instance, like Lana Del Rey is signed to like uh, I think Willamena or IC, ICM or something, but like as a model, like you know, on on as a separate way of handling that part of her career. So, but yeah, I'm only five two, but I just got in. They signed me for commercials, and then it's just been something I always do. Yeah, Love that's it. amazing. That's and 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 the <laughs> fact that you had the entire industry. And again, shorter models or shorter girls, like you went into the top agency, you were, you had a handicap, like that's phenomenal that you've made it as far as you have. And you're gorgeous. That's, I think that's why, again, you have that very classic, very timeless, marketable look of just, it's wow. That's amazing. Heck yeah. Thank I'm looking you. at her Instagram you're gorgeous right too. now. <laughs> you're way too Aww, nice. Thanks. I like how when I asked her that question though, of like, how did that go? Wasn't it tedious? And she put her wine to the front and I'm like, that's her answer right there. That's I'm like, <laughs> like there was a lot of this, but I'm not saying that professionally. <laughs> yeah. So we can check out your Instagram um, at Lauren Elizabeth Carter, 52,000 mm-hmm. followers. That's pretty impressive. And your very the nice. first image I see is you in a bathtub. So, yes, that's mm-hmm. very nice. <laughs> I would love to actually promote you to my own followers. Would you mind if I take a screenshot of our conference here for tonight's show? Of course. I'd love that. Oh, you're asking I would that. love to promote you. Um, I mean, I have a, a less of a following than yours, but I know how to get things in social media out there. So. Yeah, I'm going to take a screenshot, too. I want to. I already promoted you guys, but the screenshot would be a cute shot. I have a cute 12,000 on my my civilian one, but I'll help you. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) 52,000. All right. Everybody smile. I'm going to take one. Ready? One, two. I like how (laughs) generals down here like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have we made our name introductions? I'm Al Soto, host and producer. Uh, We have. uh, Go ahead. Go around. All right. Um, I'm Mike. Okay. I'm Mike the General Zod. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I'm I'm Tiffany Ford. We'll just go with that because he gives me a long slew of names. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least. I already said Chachi McFly. Oh, Chachi McFly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> King of the East, so we are yes. we are we are consummate professionals on this show. <laughs> oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> right before you got on the show, they're like, we all got to look more professional. So put my glasses on. I'm like, done. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> all right, everybody Apparently. for the show. I'm gonna take a oh. shot. Okay. Ready? One, two. I don't know how fast it's gonna be after I say three. So let's just hold it. Like. There it is. Okay. All I right, think I got good. it. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> so any, um, I guess because 52,000 followers, I'm thinking you're also an influencer. Any um, tips for getting the amount of followers that you have? Obviously, sexy photos helps. <laughs> because uh, I see you in a bathtub, but also labeled recording artists. Uh, so uh, what do you do to get uh, social media followers? Um. I mean, I think just engaging and connecting, like you have to spend some time going to find not just people you want to follow, but people who might follow you so you can connect and let them know who you are and always try to engage and respond, you know, to every comment if you can or when you can just try to engage. And um, I think collaborations help because then you're cross cross promoting each other, cross promoting each other when you do um, any kind of collaboration. So, yeah. Yeah, but how many creepy comments do you get? 
<laughs> How many really? what? Like creepy comments. Like it's gotta oh. be. It's gotta be a ton. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've had to block some people. Okay. Yeah, I guess oh, that no. kind of the territory, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of unfortunate, but the curse of being a beautiful woman and yeah. also <laughs> sought after and successful. Oh. <laughs> What's the craziest comment you've gotten? Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not NSFW. <laughs> but oh, um, I don't we're know. not safe for work here, below the belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no. There's the title no, of our show is below the belt. So. Here. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Let me think. Uh, you know, I've had some women who are really inappropriate and kind of like sort of harassy and stalky. Yeah, and Tiffany. Like, oh. That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am very intrigued by your lingerie photo uh, with another beautiful blonde. Yeah, you see that? yeah. Oh, wow. wow. He's Hello. He's an example. Yeah. He's like, is that what you meant? Uh... Oh my god. I, I mean, I'm not thinking about acoustic, acoustic music. Oh my god, you're stunning. <laughs> but my gosh, wow, what a photo. No, yeah. those Thank people. you. This recording, everyone's going to be like, oh, we're going to, wow, you are beautiful and artistic. At the same so, time, yeah. you so managed we'll... to pull off being sensual, but it's also in a way <laughs> no, of which you can hang that on your wall and your parents can see it and they're not going to shoot you after that or disown you. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tell us about this photo with you and this other lovely woman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> both in lingerie, both with uh, accompanying uh, acoustic guitars. Mm-hmm. How was that? Shoot? That was that was actually for a fashion line at the time that I had with that blonde girl. We kind of went into a business together. So she's my former best friend, and that oh. was former. <laughs> Why okay. former? Oh, the industry. Sorry, guys. Oh, Sorry to disappoint. You know, things happen in LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I, I lived there yeah. for. For two and a half years, I get you. Men, leave her yeah. alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> Which oh. boyfriend is she trying to steal? Uh-oh. None. It was more just bitchy stuff between Uh-oh. us. That's all. The I'll LA leave it at that. More oh, yeah. conflict of personalities. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, she, was, she was married at that point. I went, I'm went. i like one of the few people who supported her wedding. But let's not get into that. No, that's completely <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'm guessing you won't be going on tour together. No. No. <laughs> How's gig, how gigging in L.A.? It's okay. It's like, um, it's a little incestual. Like, people do the same thing all the time. And then that you're way. trying to... Yeah, if you're trying to get a little, like, I want to, like, break out a little more, you got to, like, meet someone new who can help you break the, open the door to the next level. That's okay. what I would say. Yeah. But Tell it's cool. The, yeah, what are some of the venues that you frequent? Um, Hotel Cafe. Yes, um, Hotel Cafe, yes. Yeah, I like Hotel Cafe. It's one of my faves. It's yeah. a good spot. Bar Lubitsch, a bunch of things. But I just got a new manager, actually, during the quarantine, since I released this song. And his mission Sweet. is to help me tour when this is over so i love it so uh yeah. when you yeah obviously when this is all over yeah um so when you're touring you'll be all over the u.s is that the major cities um the- we'll probably start with west coast you know yes, yeah yes absolutely absolutely um so what do you think is the secret to getting your music out there is the social media have to do with it or do you think it's other aspects um of promotion um, 
social media is great for that. Um, I would also just say, hmm, um, I mean, either get someone to distribute you or learn how to do it yourself. Like, if you're independent, not signed, you can use TuneCore.com, distribute your tracks worldwide, and take all the money okay. for yourself. But when it comes to promoting and getting an audience, you have to use social media. Yeah. Right. What about yeah. reality television competition shows like The Voice? Oh, I think those uh, can be good these days. Yeah. You know? Has, yeah, like why not? About, you know. Have you ever thought about that, or do you feel like it's that that probably wouldn't mm. be? A helpful step. I think I'm too old. <laughs> I disagree. No one, so no, none of us would have questioned your age until you no. just said that. And we live in our, um, I, no. I've actually, no. I, I preach this to people all the time. And it's, it's mm-hmm. when you say men and women are guilty of this, you look great for your age. I think that it is mm. driving an unhealthy stigma about age. Yes. Like, why don't you just yes. tell someone, great. You look people, great. Especially yeah. there are for so your age, many you women today. Oh, Al, I'm going to come over there and kick your rear end. Um, but no, there there are so many uh, women, especially in media today, you can't tell their age until they say it. And then it's everyone's like, you look great for your age. Stop saying great for yeah. your age. Just say you look great because you look young. No one would have known that you think you're too old until you said it. We didn't think it. Right. I mean, I I went straight to callback for the voice once, but I don't know. The other oh, thing is that my sweet. style of Yeah. The other thing is I don't know if my style of singing is always flashy enough, you know? I'm more of like I like to write and do things that are I don't know. But I think those shows are amazing for some people and have a great place in them. I don't want to stand in line. I I'll go if you can get me in and I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. I think the way that you're doing it is very um actually the way that you're you're building your career and basing it off of driving your own audience is a lot like how Taylor Swift started. She wasn't the let's audition for some show, let's line up and right. she did drive it off of MySpace days were a bit different than today, but we have such yeah. we have so many more outlets that if you just continue to drive it based on building your own audience especially right now more than ever do the do the home concerts that bon jovi yeah. do you do like coldplay recently did it and it was they got more viewers based on how much they were willing to give for free right now during mm. a time of need than they could have ever expected they got new viewers right. because of that so you're on a new media yeah. platform that is just you don't have yeah. to say the line anymore time yeah <laughs> I mean, I feel like Lana Del Rey did that, too. She's kind of like not only, you know, because she's also all about this whole image and world that she creates. And I think she put a lot of that out herself before, you know, she got signed and everything. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do a home live stream very soon. So, yeah. All right. We can't wait to check that out. Of course, yeah, Lauren Carter. Exciting. Yeah, right. Cool. We, we need that. Yeah. We need that. Yeah, Lauren how, Carter online. How's LA right now? How's LA? It's right okay. Now. I mean. Right now, today yeah. was cold and rainy, but um, I mean, I mean, pretty I think... much totally on lockdown, or, or can you still go out to the stores or restaurants or what? How is it now? Oh, no, no restaurants, no restaurants. Um, it's in lockdown, but you can go to the store. You now have to. Well, it's not official as of as of Friday. It's going to be official. You have to wear a mask here. Oh, we really? Have some, yeah, we have paper wow. masks. And ever since they recommended it, we wear a mask to go to the store, or I wear one now to go on a... Without a mask? 
You can leave the house without a mask, but it's going to be um, more official. I've heard that on Friday you have to wear it to the store or something. But I'm um, like now when I go on a jog in my neighborhood, which I'm so lucky I've been able to do, I live like right at the edge of the hills and I can go like run, hike in the hills, oh, which cool. has been saving my mentality and everything. Cause yeah. No gym anymore. You know, but um, I, I know, know wear right? a mask when Doesn't I that suck? Yeah. No gym anymore. Yeah. But so I now wear a mask when I do that. So, okay. yeah. Have you noticed the air is cleaner since yes. uh, since the lockdown <laughs> yes. started? And the smog yeah. is, uh, is better, too. Yeah, yeah that's really kind prevalent. of yeah. And traffic, yeah, L.A. traffic. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the 10 or the 101, you know, just, like, zooming. <laughs> yeah. I love it. unheard of. Yeah. But, of yeah. course, uh, Lauren, um, we can check you out on laurencarteronline.com. Of course, you're... Before she leaves, can I ask her another question? I do yes, apologize. Yes, of course. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's welcome to the world of remote working when everyone is on remote working. Um, <laughs> Lauren, um, if I may, um, going forward, because I, I was noticing that um, we really wanted to talk about your music career is perfectly promotional toward who you are. Um, just she coincidentally has the keyboard. She has two other. Oh, yeah. yeah I know. I have like. I'm like. I'm a musician. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Um, what would you say really drove you into starting in the music industry? Um, okay, so I mean, really, as a kid, I started um, dance class when I was two. Ballet. I wanted to be a ballerina. I did dance when I was two. Piano when I was five. Acting when I was five. Singing when I was seven or nine so I really I've been I'm that kid who was in all the lessons and um my mom I I now like on the side teach a little piano my mom's like really because I'm not that good of a pianist but it just proves like I studied it for so long it's just a language so the cool thing is I do believe that not everyone has that path but I do like believe it can really help <laughs> people become a musician because it's like it's a language so yeah so, um, if can is it all right if I ask? Uh, did you want to go general? Well, I was uh, I was just curious. Like, what kind of music were you into in high school? Oh, in high school? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Oh. Yes. And, okay. Um, can, all the '90s yeah. stuff and um, yeah. yeah. I love that all. Well I love as, it all. I don't know. Yeah, lots of indie rock and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Soundgarden. If I, yeah. Um, I don't want to like ask any questions over everybody else. We have a little bit of a delay, so Al can just be like, "Shut up, Tiff. Shut up." Um, <laughs> um, if I may, though. Um, so I mean, and, and that's a very, very that's a controversial music uh, musical influence right there. But um, I guess what I really wanted to ask is, you you do suggest, and you did just state that you started off with your influence when you were really young, and then you early too old for something and I guess as a woman that resonates with me too and, and a lot of people these days because the normal is, is not figuring out who you are in your teens or your 20s anymore a lot of people figure out who they are later you got Tina Fey who didn't become um, or start her career until her 30s you you have um the, um, sorry you have the author of uh, Harry Potter that didn't actually discover who she was until her 30s she was a mother and she was going through a divorce at 31 didn't have any direction in life and just sat down and did what she did best at 31 she started writing Harry Potter like so when you said I'm too old for that I'm just like the no not, not absolutely not and look at her she's mm -hmm. stunning 
Where do you see right? yourself going? All of that considered in the future. We heard you're single. I'm just curious. How are you going to develop? Like, I want to know who you grow into because I think you're still growing. I think so, too. And part of it is like in life, having the focus and the luxury to be able to focus on being an artist. You know, everyone has to survive, too. So I'm I'm at a place right now where I'm like, I know that things I did started paying off. But you can't it's it's tough. It's really tough to, like, have all the energy and the resources to develop it. And then things finally start happening. So I don't know. I just, I don't really think of the end goal. I just, I know what my next song is and my next song and where the next shows I want to do, the next shoots I want to do, you know? So, yeah. Has um, anyone ever told you that you remind them of a Joss Stone? Your individuality. Oh, no, never. It's a very good thing. She was a very, um, I think she was very underrated. She was a unique, soulful artist. And, um, and at the time, she didn't fall into the niche of her music genre. Yeah. And she didn't yeah, fall she into did that. The... She did that White Stripes cover. That but really she was amazing. She was amazing. And she yeah. wasn't super young when she started her career. Like, But um, I think that she had a great ethic and she had a great, unique sense of style. She And, and you remind me of her in the way that you look, the way that you dress, your music style. Um, and, and you have more, I, I, I dare say not, not any insult intended toward her potential, but it's because we live in a new world where you're starting with a very unique individual sense, but you have so much, so many more outlets to just discover. Mm -hmm. Where would you go from here? I mean, one thing, just basically, we were going to do a music video that had incorporated dance for Chase the High, because I'm a dancer too. And I, I don't really get to show that. Love it. And I'm, Triple threats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always was. I'm connected to some really amazing choreographers in L.A. So I wanted to do like this and who like write, I mean, not write, um, create really cool choreography that's like very expressive for females. And I was like, I want to work with them and do this badass dance video. So I was going to do that. Then there's another single that's um, not finished at the same studio I did Chase the High. So that was the next thing. But then, I mean, just writing some new stuff and working with my new manager to start gigging. That's just where I'm at, you know? I love it. Yeah. Bye, well, I finalized the interview. Um, Lauren, thank you so much. You're so lovely and talented. We love your single. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be playing it when sipping some more bourbon right now. Um, <laughs> and we're actually going to play it on Below the Belt show um, for our thank podcast. Thank you. We played yeah. it last night, too. All of us listened to it. He made ah. sure that Yay. we yep. all listened to it. We were all just like, on our test run, just like, yay! <laughs> I can't dance to any more so music. Yeah, but yes, with your permission, one, I'm gonna be like, that's great. With your permission, Lauren, we're gonna have this song in the podcast show. Your entire, your entire song. I really appreciate it. That's Thank right. You. Awesome. Yep, that's Chase the Hide, of course, on laurencarteronline.com, your official website. You should Lauren, play American Elizabeth Dream, Park. too. I really liked American Dream. Oh, a lot. thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I love love it all. Um, and Great. thanks so much, Lauren. Before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are, uh, throw out a plug yeah. for uh, Chase the Hide, whatever you want to plug, and let us know you're on Below the Belt. I'm going to do what cool. you're doing. I'm... Is the promotion. <laughs> so I'm Lauren Carter. I'm on Below the Belt, and I'm here to talk about my single "Chase the High." Thank you so much for having me. You guys were all so awesome. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for calling Thanks in. Have so a good much. night. Thank you very much. Hey, thank the- you. <laughs> oh, have a good fantastic. one. Have a good night. <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> Bye. Can't Bye. 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 Person, thank but- you. Wow. Beautiful. Bye. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> How do I get out? End call. And end call. Oh, got it. You're stuck with us forever. She's you're stuck with us. Yeah. Uh-oh. You're going to be a new cast member. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to pretend she's stunning. 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 Permanent co-host, Lauren okay. Carter. Still All there. right, guys. That was Lauren Carter. So we're going to take a <laughs> break and go ahead and play Lauren Carter's single, This is Chase the High. Awesome. Yeah.
And we're back here on Below the Belt Show, guys. That was a great interview. What a great song. Um, that was really Jesus good. High here on Below the Belt Show. Um, so we're going to so get cute. into... Isn't she? Isn't she sweet? Yeah, she was, yeah, she was a sweetheart. She was so uh, she was so enthusiastic to talk to us. And she... And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure Tiffany's great. in love. Hey. And it's it's always I'm so in love. Uh, it's always so much better to be able to I'm see not willing them instead to, of look, just talk. Look, to them. Whatever I identify as is none of your business, guys. I'm just not going to talk about it. I identify as a toaster and I butter bread, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> all right. So just a couple more things before we uh, wrap up this awesome show. So while we got in the Walking Dead talk, General. Um, I don't think we're going to talk anything that's too. Too out of the ordinary, but we did see a cliffhanger. As you know, um, General and Chach and Tiff, the Walking Dead finale is going to be pushed forward to sometime in 2020 due to the pandemic um, because they cannot uh, finish very important visual effects that they cannot do at home. So apparently there's some very heavy-duty VFX stuff that is you have to go to the studio for. You cannot do. Um, I'm taking pills. I know, right? Oh, well. You cannot do this work um, from home. Guys, I have new news. Guys, I have breaking news right now. What's that? Breaking news? So Trump says he will look at pardoning the Tiger King's Joe Exotic. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was big. Like Free, free Joe Exotic. Free Joe Exotic, right? <laughs> All that right. face just looks like you've done done something wrong to every person of every facet of life. He's just like, all right, getting <laughs> that's back his mugshot. <laughs> I need white blonde bangs right now, just to go right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate stare. I have to get down. Little practice, but like, <laughs> so the Walking Dead guys, um. Going back to The Walking Dead, sorry. Um, Chachi, your thoughts on the episode? It was a heck of a cliffhanger. Beta brought a ton of, of, of walkers, of rotters, whatever you want to call them, towards this abandoned hospital, which, little trivia, that same hospital is used for the Beth Green death scene in Season 5, if you remember, Daryl uh, carrying her after she was uh, shot in the head. Um, but I guess it was meant to look like an entirely different location. But uh, we certainly saw in the sneak peek that our, our survivors are in trouble. Um, but, uh, man, I can't wait for that finale now. I know. I think it was pretty – I think it was good the whole entire um, season this year. You know, I, I know they lost – exciting at some point. Yeah, I, mean, I know they lost, like, a big chunk of their audience that they're never going to get back. But, I mean, I think they really stepped up the writing. I mean, you know, I mean – the problem is there's so there's so many shows out nowadays that just have like like better writing and um That's you know maybe like shorter yeah. maybe shorter seasons maybe they're tighter or whatever um but I, I still think they're doing like a great job I mean they just kind of yeah. you know I think they diluted the show too much with like all these different spinoffs and everything they're doing like Fear the Walking Dead and now this other show and yeah. stuff but like um. I think they need to do better with character development. Like a lot of the people on the show, I have no idea who the hell they are still. And they just show some up. Of, some and of like... the supporting characters, yeah, I would agree. They don't develop them as much, but they're certainly trying. Um, but yeah, the focus has been on Carol and Daryl and, of course, our antagonists, Beta and Alpha. Um, but uh, and of course, they're introducing a new character, Juanita Sanchez, 
aka the princess. Chachi, your thoughts on princess? Um, I mean, I'll give her time. I mean, I think she seems um funny so far. I mean, I know a lot of people are annoyed yeah. with her. But... Well, not yeah, and that was a lot of people's um, you know, worry that she would be an annoying character because in the comic book, the character came up annoying supposedly from what I've read. But you know, I'm not annoyed with her character. I think she's a good actress, and that kind of personality is kind of um, like kind of refreshing to have in the uh, in the um, zombie apocalypse. Of course, she also wears this bright, furry pink coat that makes her stand out from everybody else. Wait, and wait, she's wait, kinda... wait! I have something on that note. Yes, on princess. Pink, but... Oh, you're going to bring something very similar? This t-shirt's not flattering. I'm going to stand up, but I got something to make myself look. Go grab it. Go grab it. Go grab it. Turn away. Wait. Turn away. Turn your faces. Turn your faces. Uh, Chachi's a gentleman. I want to date him. (laughs) All right. You heard it here first. Look at Al just staring at me with this, like, full open (laughs) smile, like, ay. You heard it here first. Tiffany said she wants to date me. Oh, wow. I don't know what you're getting into. I'm gonna leave that <laughs> <laughs> No comments. Hold on, I gotta find this. Give me a second. What's she doing? <laughs> oh, here she comes. <laughs> but yes, Princess has a very bright pink, a furry coat, uh, so definitely makes her stand out from the rest of the apocalypse. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And there is uh, there TMF with her very white, fluffy coat. Special. Very, <laughs> very comparable to the princess. Are you familiar with the princess character? I can't even hear you guys. What happened? <laughs> you probably unplugged your microphone. I step away for one second. <laughs> Don't move around so much. <laughs> no. All right, General. I apologize for making fun of you earlier. So, so this right, was see, the grand surprise that you special? were you wanted that... to. You put on a coat. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was taking stuff off. I'm putting more stuff on. Another another thing for the episode I enjoyed was <laughs> was the interaction with I like it um with <laughs> with Negan and uh, Negan I don't and know what's going. On. Another thing uh, I like from the episode, Sachi, was the interaction with Negan and uh, Lydia. Um, because uh, obviously we saw Negan, sorry, General, slit Alpha's throat. and uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> what happened? Spoiler. 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 I was going to walk away, and you were like, no, you should stay. Okay, that was... That was a huge spoiler. That was like the yeah. biggest spoiler of the season. <laughs> I didn't, wait, when Negan got his throat slit too, he lived. So. All right, all right. Bye. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> That's why I told you to watch the episode before we did this. You know we're going to talk about the finale. Uh, tell tell um, General who shot JR. We'll tell you who shot JR too. Is there anything else spoilery that we can talk about before General comes back? I don't know. He's over there like Blair Witch. <laughs> well, let's talk about, so the episode was was exciting obviously but the, the interaction with uh negan and lydia as you know lydia you know she just lost the mother but obviously her feelings weren't strong enough for alpha that 
I guess. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Negan does look like the hero because Alpha is <laughs> trying to kill her own daughter. So that it's very uh, <laughs> gets very uh, insane. Um, but uh, nonetheless, um, I'm really more excited to see this finale sometime in 2020, Patch, because we're actually going to see the return of Maggie. How excited are you yeah. to see Maggie back on The Walking Dead? Well, it was great to see her um, from the trailer of um of the finale episode. And you already um, know this, General. Lauren Cohen, Maggie, will be returning. I did not know that, but okay. Well, it's all over the news, so. Yeah, okay. I, I actually did kind of know that. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love playing up my outrage when you guys spoil things for me in shows that I <laughs> haven't seen yet. But... But I mean, I was. But I mean, it's really shocking to see, um, like, like Daryl killed. Like, I was surprised. <laughs> I thought that they were going to like keep him around for the entire series, but no. I mean, he like. You look like, like, like a rattlesnake. <laughs> but I'm special, I'm okay. You look a little Eskimo. <laughs> this is actually the the coat I had custom made from the last uh, Underworld movie. Oh really? So I can wow. be special, like that dude from the Fire King. So AMC's Imagine actually... this in pink. Exactly, you look like the princess. AMC is actually <laughs> announcing a coronavirus initiative that includes a host of free program free programming across the network portfolio. You can watch the first half of season ten of The Walking Dead. Um, you can also uh, watch other. Um, AMC is also in the same network as BBC and IFC, which I didn't know. But uh, programming from those shows as well. Um, of course, also uh, Killing Eve, which now makes sense because uh, BBC America um, is the host network of Killing Eve and AMC also shows Killing Eve. So there you go. That that should be uh, pretty exciting. A lot of, AMC lot of... does the best show on TV, which is um, Better Call Saul. That's um that's, that's your show point. and that's that's general's show. Oh, John watches it too. Are you caught up, yeah. General? How, how is, I am how not is... caught up. I haven't oh, seen it. any. I haven't seen any of the new season yet. So. Okay, this has been the best season so far. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it, which I think it's... probably this week might have been the best sh- um, show of the series. So yeah. for people who are were Breaking Bad um, fans, this is the prequel series, and I, I think like it moves a little slower than Breaking Bad, but I think the Writing is just as good, if not better, and the character development, I think, is even better than Breaking Bad. Okay. Is so, it, like, they pretty much, with, with this new season, because I know he's Saul Goodman now. He's no longer Jimmy McGill on the show. Right. right. So it's pretty much, like, I guess timeline-wise, right before, like, almost immediately before Breaking Bad started. Right, yeah, I would say probably, like, maybe, like, a year or so before. Okay. Like, um... And you can, you can really tell by the things going on. And, like, there's just so many things that they've referenced in Breaking Bad that they're now fleshing out in Better Call Saul. Even, like, little, like, little, like, throwaway lines that a character might have said in Breaking Bad, they have a whole entire oh. story behind that in Better Call Saul. So it's pretty, like, ingenious writing. And, like, um, I mean, every You're character... Saying one of the, some of the best writing in television, right? Yeah, like, every character they build up, every character you care about on the show... Um, when someone does die on the show, it's a big deal. And even with like a lot of the main characters, you know they're fake because you saw what happened on on Breaking Bad. You still like get caught up, and you're still wondering if the the, the person's gonna die on the show, even though you know they they live because of Breaking Bad. 
So, so you mentioned, you mentioned Breaking Bad, and a show that I'm catching up on steadily is uh, Ozark. So I'm on. Um, I have like yeah. two more episodes of season two. I haven't started season three yet. So no spoilers, please. I I I guess a lot of you have seen a lot of uh, season three already. I'm done. General. Now. Oh, you're done. You're done. Uh, Tiffany, yeah, anything Ozark? Did you see my face? Because when he was talking Breaking Bad, I'm like, have you not seen Ozark? Because it's Breaking Bad. But yeah. more like there's, I don't know. Ozark is Breaking Bad, but more personal to me somehow. It feels more personal. Like, okay. like you get e- connected to each family member in a little bit more than Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, everyone yeah. had their flaw, it, like just admittedly from the front right. lines, in my opinion. But Ozark, you're like this, like each person, like their their children, you get attached to. Then yeah. his wife, you hate her in the beginning because, well, she had, an, well, spoilers, an affair. But then you're like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow you get attached to her, and I think that the writing is just so complicated that it's it not is. what the you thought it would really, be from really the beginning. Yeah. But suddenly, before you even want to, and before you realize it, you're attached to E's character and wanting yeah. them to last a bit longer <clears> so you can see yeah. their development. Don't forget, General, I haven't seen season three yet. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's all leave it at. But when you said thought... and you're talking breaking that, yeah. I'm like. Say that because I'm like they're talking Breaking Benjamin. You know what I've been watching yeah. a lot lately? Ozark. Yeah. That's like Ozark. Breaking Benjamin. So are you, you that, I'm like, are you finished season three, Tiffany? Of, I'm uh, not finished, but I did just start two, and I'm just gonna say. Oh, you just started season oh, two. Oh, you just started two. Oh. You haven't seen season two. You're Breaking maybe. Bad. I was saying Breaking Benjamin because I'm an angsty <laughs> teenager, but Breaking yes, Bad. That's all. <laughs> I love it. Breaking no. Bad is. It's Ozark is a lot like Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's just personal in my opinion well okay. if you only seen season um beginning of season two like you have no idea what's in store for you yeah like, you I have watched... not seen anything yet if yeah you i watched, watched season the... one and i was like i thought it was decent season one was decent i'm like you know it was a little slow but it was, it was decent yeah chachi kind of stopped yeah uh, we had... lose chach he's frozen had their their little errors tonight except for <laughs> he'll be back mirror. in a second I went back um, and watched season two from the beginning and then finished oh, the whole season two and started getting really good. And the season three I thought was great. And if you thought the character development was great so far that you see, you're going to love oh my God. season three. Yeah, because all the characters they bring in, like you care about every character. And I think it's I think it's great writing just like Better Call Saul. And, and that's why bad, you see The bad like, guys are the good guys. Like you're cheering for the bad guys. Yeah, that's I, why you see like, you know. like a show like Walking Dead and like you see that the character development isn't on the same level as some of these other shows that are out now. I mean, there's some strong some strong competition now in um, you know, in entertainment. So it's like yeah. a lot of these shows got to step up. Step it up. Three, best one yet. Awesome. We'll have because to check it out. You have the same ideas like that one new fantasy vampire. <laughs> Crazy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Crazy young adult, yeah. Trying to make fun of it because we don't want to do that. That's <laughs> why that's, not? Good. That's frowned upon. Okay, guys, it we are good general. You don't know. Podcasting professionals. All right, we can't make fun of. I've casted before. So. You mean you've? I know you've casted before, but have you? None of the shows. Oh. No, no, not necessarily. I mean, not every show can be as good as um, Doogie uh, Malaka. Or Twilight. <laughs> 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 but that craving show is trying. They are. 
So this is a cool thing that people are doing. So it's Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert all joining forces to host a benefit uh, special put on by their respective networks to help raise funds for those affected by COVID-19. It's called One World Together at Home. It will air on April 18th from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, and um, there's a ton of the top um, artists that will be a part of this program performing. Lady Gaga, Alanis Morissette, Andrea Bocelli, Billie Eilish, Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong, Coldplay's Chris Martin, David Beckham, Eddie Vedder, Elton John, Phineas, John Legend, Casey Musgraves, Keith Urban, Kerry Washington, Lizzo. <laughs> I know you love Lizzo, some of y'all. Um, <laughs> Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder. Wow, man. Some of the names that are be a part of this um, line of musical guests, which will, I guess, um, these uh, artists will be performing from their own homes or studios or wherever. Um, but yeah, I'm looking for that's a hell of a lineup for this event on April 18th, um, which is collaborated by Fallon, Kimmel, and Stephen Colbert. So I think that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool lineup, guys. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Cool. Yeah, you're seeing all these different people um, collaborate. Like I, I saw a video yeah. the other day with um, Billy Joe Armstrong and um, Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals. That, yes, yeah, that was a good collaboration. Doing uh, Manic like Manic Monday. I love and, that collaboration. And each one did it from their home. I was hoping she would sing in it, but she didn't. She only played. Um, yep. She played there guitar. Was a, there was another one. It was one of the Tears for Fears members and his daughter. Oh, that was Mad great, World. wasn't it? That was fantastic. Yeah, she had a really good voice. Yeah. Adam Sandler and Jimmy Fallon actually um, collaborated with an original song called "Don't Touch Grandma," which, as <laughs> you know, it's good to keep distance from our elderly, <laughs> our elderly That's family. Good. Yep. Don't. I'm glad Glad Chachi was on the same level as I was with that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, the Tears for Fears. It was Kurt Smith, um, with his daughter Diva Smith performing Mad World. Yes, yeah, that was tell. really really cool. Um, and then of course we have some really sad um rest in peace announcements. These are not affected by coronavirus, but certainly a couple of them hit close to home. One is Maeve Kennedy Townsend McKean and her eight-year-old son, yeah. who uh, lived yeah. in Arundel County in Shadyside, Maryland. They actually went after a ball that actually, um, I guess they were playing kickball, and they went to try to retrieve the ball in their canoe. The canoe got caught in the wind, I guess, and they were uh, found. The sun was just found. I think that was breaking, Chachi, but they, yeah, they found that. Uh, um, Maeve, um, I think on Monday, and they've just found her son um, today. Oh. Um, but so sad. I mean, they were just trying to retrieve a ball, you know, and I'm guessing they didn't have life vests. They were hoping that it would just be an easy retrieval. But, man, talk about a really, really sad um, occurrence. And this one hits a little close I mean, to home. I mean, because is that family curse, though? I mean, my God. I mean, just think about the horrible... The Kennedy family, yeah, like um, JFK Jr. like dying in that plane crash, you know, and then of course like you know um, JFK, JFK and RFK Bob getting assassinated. Getting and, yeah, like, I know. I mean, it's just been horrible things after horrible things. What a like, horrible situation. And this is the yeah. and this is like the most random death ever. I'm like, it's like you must like feel like so random. I read about the fact that they went conspiracy theories. The yeah, <laughs> um, but this like I was just like. Okay, so they were spotted several times. Why would they go out that far? 
Um, right. And then, like, I heard about this a couple, several days ago, actually. That, like, okay, so they were just, you know, this out too far in a canoe, like a John boat is what it was described as a canoe, a small boat. And I'm like, how right. did they float out too far chasing a boat? And why? Why didn't the, why did the mother suddenly have no brain? That doesn't make sense to me. So I mean, like a lot of conspiracy theories, uh, theorists have already made some articles and such. But I'm just like thinking to myself, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But they went out looking case. for a ball, which already makes no sense. And then, especially for a family that is that high profile, makes no sense right. for you to suddenly go out just recklessly looking for a ball, and then you're taking your kid with you, and right. where you are, you already know was unsafe. Right. In unsafe conditions. And then no life vest either. No life vest. That makes no sense to me. So I'm like, okay, fine, we'll go with what the story is. But I bet you I'm sorry when they were like they were still looking for them. I'm like, they're not gonna return. And as soon as they announced it today, I was out running those errands and I saw a TV because I was helping uh Mikey's mom install her her router to work from home. And I see on her TV that exact thing. She's like, This is so sad. I'm like, Yeah. They said they went out last uh, this past week at the end of the week, they, and I, I, I guaranteed they weren't going to come back. Seeing it on the news, it was sad to know in my gut that was already going to happen. Right. And then to see it was even worse. Like, all right, that's Tragic. the kind of incident that you just knew. Like, mm. But you're right about the Kennedy family sad. curse. But, but like, what Chachi said was just, it, 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 it really, like, the curse aside, that's just yeah. why... Even listening to the details of that in the beginning, no mm-hmm. normal person would make those decisions. So it's like, right. yeah. Uh, but you know, with so this whole coronavirus there? stuff, like you've seen, I've seen online and even people on my Facebook sharing stuff, like just some of the dumbest. They're the new Romanov theories. family. What? <laughs> They're the new Romanov family. <laughs> yeah. Some of the some Sorry. of the dumbest um, coronavirus like um, conspiracy, um, theories. conspiracy theories. It's like. Like somehow, like Bill, Bill Gates, like is creating the coronavirus to make money off of it, and they're trying to get. Yeah, you know, I thought, I thought, like when this happened, I'm like, okay, good. Now, finally, all the people who are you know, all against vaccines are probably going to be like, okay, maybe we do need vaccines. Maybe like this kind of shit happens when you don't have a vaccine. But no, there's still people who are now even more against vaccines now, thinking they're trying to create a vaccine and put a chip inside of you to to track you or whatever. I'm like, if people want to, if the government wants to track you. You carry around a damn object in your hand, 24/7. They can track you in if they wanted to track you. They're not going right. to sit there and implant a chip inside your bloodstream. Right. So if we can get into that, guys, I already knew we were going to go over time. If you guys are okay, I'm okay with it. If I was okay with it. Chachi, I know you have to, you got to get up early, but that you just bring up the topics everybody actually wants to talk about right now. Um, the reason why that started, and I'm not again. I I mean, what I was working in before my contract was terminated was intelligence analysis. I can say that, here. but I can't. It's all right. Like, there, in fact, the flexibility with that I was talking about yesterday, I've already discovered and started that today. And I can make just as much as I was making, if not more, right now, because delivery services are essential jobs. They're 84% up in profit than they were a month ago. Like, Instacart, shopping for people, you have five hours of the day where you are working from 12 to 5 p.m., and you're making 600 minimum a week just shopping for people part-time so i'm like you know what and i have flexibility to improve my home and improve my life personally you know what it's it's a time of crisis but maybe there are certain little silver linings but what he's talking about 
it's an amazing concept. No one wants to talk about it because they're afraid that suddenly someone's just going to say, you're a conspiracy theorist. We don't want to talk about you. But there's certain things sometimes you have to mm -hmm. notice that link up. Bill mm -hmm. Gates announced and started that we prepare and make plans accordingly to prepare for a pandemic that he estimated was going to happen in 2020. Mm -hmm. He did that in 2000, October of 2015. Uh, one night I drank some wine <laughs> and I started just Shocker. searching through things to try to connect. I like to make sense of every shut up out. I like, I've been, <laughs> I actually hadn't drank wine in the past couple months. I hadn't drank anything, but I was taking mm -hmm. a hot bath and my friends, like my sane ones were starting to post some things. I'm like, why? So after I lost my, my contract, I was allowed to start posting my opinions again politically. <laughs> so that was nice because my contract was with the government. I was not allowed to post certain things or certain opinions. Right. So my friends started posting some things and they were too consistent. And so I like going, okay, why do people work the way they do? So I'm sitting in a bathtub, wine on the side. I'm like, I just, it's been a while. I need a glass of wine. And I'm like, why? Where'd this come from? So I go down the rabbit hole, which is what you want. You don't want to do at 3 p.m. in the morning or 3 a.m. Yeah. in the morning. <laughs> but I did it. And I'm like, okay, that's stupid article. That's a biased news source. But where, then I started finding consistencies with unbiased news sources, yeah. supposedly. And then I'm like, wait, where are the actual PDF copies of the, and, and you know, like, I hate Donald Trump. I'll openly state that because of who he carries himself as, not necessarily all of his policies, but the way he speaks. He's a blatant bully to people, especially the press. We all work in press technically, don't we? So We're technically mm, media, and uh, there's no arguing his uh, bullying uh, tone. But, but, but his, not but, all of his policies, when I did more and more research, you, he didn't pull to, out of the UN when he did because of why press cited the reason for because 178 leaders from the world were meeting for something that was actually to revise um, a bill. Uh, I'm wording this wrong. It's the wine. But 178 world leaders were actually meeting on that date, coincidentally, for the UN to revise a um, agreement based on how to proceed with Agenda 21. Now, whether or not you believe in Agenda 21, it has been around for quite some time, but it's been called different names. Um, it is the substantial energy or substantial, um, it's, it's, it's actually, the short version is the substantial energy um, contract, blah, 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 or Agenda 2030, the same thing. Um, and it's a global agreement that we all need to make changes to sustain based on natural resources because right now we are not doing that. He pulled out of the UN coincidentally on that date, not what press cited him out for. And I, I know that this sounds crazy for me to say because when I was linking these together, I'm like, this actually sounds crazy. Why am I believing this? But I started finding different PDFs that were also issued from the UN website, um, from uh, like from every government source. So that's what I started looking for itself was government sources, and I found. The initial, uh, the initial uh, agreement, and then they changed the name for that. They did the the, the green agreement with, or the green environmental change a couple years ago. Then they changed that, um, and that's what the UN does. The UN has a history of changing names to kind of just make it look like they're not working on that anymore. And that's the one thing I found as a consistency that conspiracy theorists have believed for quite some time. So I'm like, you know what? 
you can you can we have this problem where if you don't believe something your friend says or something this person that comes out of the whatever left right field says that suddenly call them a conspiracy theorist but you're not going to look into what they say because it sounds crazy it's one of those nights where i'm like why were they and now why is there a large number of people saying this and i spent hours laying in my bath until my fingers became pruney going wait these connect now because you had the other people claiming well this is like like, that's what it was like i'm definitely picturing it the biggest thing was with the the wine though i'm like at one point i have a phone in my one hand and wine and i'm looking at this hand holding my phone i'm like that's like it's decrepit and it's aging in the water but um but nonetheless let's have our own show for that topic we do we should wrap up because i know general is an early but birdie she, but Chelsea just brought up a great point that i think I we know. should discuss in the future at least like <laughs> getting back to it chachi i'm sorry there is could, we, we could technically have an entire show we really could so you have to soap but, it up so, a youtube channel that's all you're gonna do and... no, you know what i'm just gonna call chachi aside and he and i are gonna skype one night that's all Okay. And you could talk conspiracy theorists. Topless. Oh, topless. On OnlyFans. Okay, me. my subscription price is ten dollars a month. Thank you. <laughs> ten dollars a month. So this <laughs> I can cover that. This is a really sad passing because this is um someone that's a um related to a friend of mine and it's Linda Tripp. I don't know if you guys know she was she was the one that I'm, I'm with, very uh, well aware Monica Lewinsky for yes. the Bill Clinton scandal. Her daughter, Allison Tripp, I know because she grew up with Brigetta Tamarcchio. We all know and love really? Brigetta. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Allison, I actually saw this on her first uh, Facebook page that she, that Linda was not going to make it. She's been suffering from pancreatic cancer. And it was just announced today Linda Tripp had passed away due to pancreatic cancer. Um, so um, my condolences out to the, the Tripp uh, family. Um, Allison's a sweetheart. I just saw her at the, uh, Brigetta's uh, baby shower. Actually, oh wow! And, uh, we, I actually talked to her and said what her asked her what what her mom thought about the um, the next American crime story is going to cover the Monica Lewinsky scandal, and she said, oh, you know, I've already lived that, you know, and you know, uh, that was like her comment to uh, the the FX, you know, the show that they're going to do based on the, the Lewinsky scandal. But certainly, really sad. I never got to meet Linda. Um, but um, but certainly knowing Allison, it's sad news. Well, you saw, um, you saw the comment from Monica, right? Monica? Yeah, yeah. Monica Lewinsky tweeted, and this was before Linda Tripp passed away, but just saying, um, no matter the past, upon hearing that Linda Tripp is is very seriously ill, I hope for her recovery. I can't imagine how difficult this is for her family. Oh wow, and that's pretty good because, I mean, honestly, yeah. Linda Tripp screwed over her friend really bad. Because she was the one that secretly recorded Monica Lewinsky, the conversations, yep. to try to draw out what happened with Monica and Bill Clinton. And Bill, and that's why Bill got impeached, because of, and like, it, I did not sleep with that woman. But, yeah, <laughs> but basically, I mean, it ruined uh, Monica's life. Mm-hmm. Her friend, like, basically backstabbing her. Um, so and, Monica. Like, and Monica handing those tapes past... over to um, Ken Starr. Yep, exactly. The special um, prosecutor. That's um, right. But, that's right. But, you know, I mean, that's like. If like somebody are talking and then all of a sudden like you're secretly recording him and you're like sending all his stuff to get him like in huge trouble and she became a joke and I, I know I know she willing and did the stuff she won she did with Bill Clinton but I mean yeah 
I mean, most people probably would, you know, at her age and like, you know, it's like if we're her age and like some celebrity or, you know, person in the news was like, um, you know, coming on to us, you know, we'd probably go with it, you know, like, I can't, <laughs> you know, Brooklyn was married, but um, I can't fault, you know, Monica too bad for doing what she did. Yeah, and, and and she put that past her, so that was kind of a. But it's pretty classy, her like. That's classy, know, very that. very. Yeah. Because if anybody had the right to hold a grudge, it would have yeah. been Monica. I know. I was sad to read that today because I know Allison. She's a sweetheart. Um, also, Thomas L. Miller. Um, he was one of the producers of Family Matters and Full House. He passed away uh, due to heart disease. Um, also yeah, due he to did, heart. Well, he did like Perfect Strangers. I mean, he did a ton yeah, of different a shows. ton of shows. Ton of shows. He was Still, just Mr. TGIF. Yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah, yeah. he did all that. Yeah. yeah. Mork and Mindy. He did, yeah. He on, Laverne and Shirley. These um, are big name Bill, shows. For yeah. The time. Bill Withers, a big name in, in music oh, for yeah. 1970s. Ain't No Sunshine. Love that Lean, song. Yeah, that's a good Lean song. Lean On Me. Lean On Me, Lovely great. Day. Man. Oh, so sad. 81. Died at 81. Honor Black. Yep. Club Revolver, exactly. Yeah. Honor, Honor Blackman, British actress known for the Avengers and Goldfingers in the 60s, died at 94 due to natural causes. Chachi, you were a fan of the Bond films. You were a fan of uh, Honor? Of who? Honor Blackman from the Bond movies? I'm a, I'm a fan of um, Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was, her, that was her film, right? Oh, that's the actress's name? I don't know. Yeah, that's no. her. <laughs> Honor Blackman, yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Not you, general. <laughs> You general, just in general. <laughs> Not the movie, right? <laughs> what? Not the movie Pussy Galore or the Are those a movie? <laughs> Consummate professionals. I love it. <laughs> uh James Drury, uh the an actor that played the title character in the Western The Virginian also passed away. George Ogilvie, who directed the third Max, uh, Mad Max film, Mad, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, that passed away. Um, also, this was, a, this was a little crazy, Chachi, because this guy was in studio. He's a former, um, I guess, recording artist. His name is Vaughn Mason, um, who was noted for his 1980 roller skating anthem, Bounce rock skate roll which has been sampled the music has been sampled a lot yeah no, the song yeah he actually, yeah he actually transitioned to managing and he managed the um, baltimore-based michael jackson impersonator dimitri reeves i don't know if you guys were in studio for dimitri he's the you know he does a lot of michael jackson impersonations uh he was kind of um in the news due to the baltimore riots he, he was, was dancing of, on the car during that bottom yes. right yeah yes, I remember yes. That. dimitri yes. was in studio with von mason okay Vaughn Mason was in our uh, Below the Belt Show studios and, and reading here that he just passed away. So wow, that, that kind of hits close to home when it's just like right there, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, Cause we, then we talk, just talk about like um, Floyd Mayweather's um, baby mama. Yeah. Josie Harris. She passed away um, last month and she was in BTB studios. So this is, and we got a long list of people that I we like, interviewed over the years who have passed yeah, away. Right. Y'all are the kiss list. of death. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's for their careers after they do our shows. <laughs> <laughs> Career killers. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really sad. This is uh, he was on CW's The Flash. His name's Logan Williams. 
who is young Barry Allen. Uh, General, do you yeah. remember Barry Allen on the show? Yeah, he, he played, I mean, it's especially sad because he's such a young kid, young child. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, in the flashbacks where um, I get his Barry and his mom. Flashbacks will flash again. The flash, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No cause of death was uh, revealed. He was only 16 years old, guys. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I it's mean, we're tragic. not really we're not really a political show, but um, I mean, it's a huge list. I mean, you might as well just say like who's still alive. But Bernie Sanders, <laughs> uh, thank God, is alive, but he's no longer yeah. in the running. Um, I guess he suspended his <clears> campaign. <throat> although you could still technically vote for Bernie Sanders, but Bernie uh, decided that it's not in his best interest to continue his campaign, so he is out. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that happened before, if you remember. <laughs> he has yeah. done this before, four years ago. So, um, the, the problem with that is that everyone's going, well, I'm not going to claim for, or I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. So it is what it is. I'm like, that's we we're it's that's the same thing everyone did when Donald Trump became the president. Like, let's not get into that because I'll go on a rant again. But, um, <laughs> I'm curious, what are your guys's parties well we're not a really political show but um but but i think hey i will i will freely freely state i am i'm i'm a lefty so so yeah bernie was definitely screwed like he was screwed last time i don't believe in i will vote i know what my beliefs are but i will vote for the party that works i believe in diplomacy not democracy and not the republican i believe in diplomacy but we never find a middle ground. We never, it's either this side or that side. But diplomacy That's is something That's why I would say moderate. I would be more of a moderate. Moderate, yes. You can, you can also be a conservative with, moderate, with, which with is. Some, with, well, that's, I, a, that's mm-hmm. become increasingly mythical. Uh, with, with, with more moderate, some, moderate conservatives. So is yeah, diplomacy. I'm not a moderate conservative. So is diplomacy. It's being, becoming increasingly mythical, as you stated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what are your guys' parties if you're not afraid? I'd to like to say I'm a moderate. But I have some libertarian beliefs. You mean, you um, mean like what what we're registered as? Is that what you're talking about? But I'm I'm a registered. No, just your beliefs. But I'm you reg- don't have to officially say what you're registered re- as. Registered, but what are your beliefs? I'm registered as an independent. Yeah. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, I'm registered as a Democrat, and I'll still and I'll say that there's a lot that the Democratic Party does that I'm not terribly happy with but essentially i believe in fairness and i believe in um i haven't done this in a long time but i uh i believe in a lot of democratic principles and i think you know based on the way the united states should be that's what the democratic party stands for they don't right. ever really ever do it but the smaller <laughs> government should. yeah that's what by they the people should. for the people well, what about you Both tiffany people think that that's republican these days and that's where i, you, I don't you get mixed i don't up. agree with that in the first second tiffany you're you, you since you <laughs> wait, wait, wait no al like you you're the uh-huh. interviewer i asked the question so all of you have to answer first chachi oh chachi i don't well yeah. my favorite president of all time was Ronald Reagan. And there you go. And I don't think there is what? Celebritarian. <laughs> I said you're a celebritarian. No, no. Like I, I thought he made people feel the best about the country. I thought he was a leader. He was and, a good spokesperson. Um, yeah. And um, I think anybody... Reaganism. Nowadays, Reaganism. <laughs> yeah, I think anybody nowadays would do 
10 backflips if um, someone like Reagan was um, the head of, of any party. How would well, you feel if someone like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger became the president? Well, he's I, not eligible. Yeah. He's, he's not, but, but yeah. I thought about it for a long time. Would we vote for him? Well, yeah, we, people voted for um, Donald Trump, and he was or because he was <laughs> he was like don't, never mind. But <laughs> but my point is, let's go back to like it's the concept of Ronald Reagan. What if um Dwayne the Rock Johnson Johnson Rat Johnson the Dwayne the Rock Johnson the Rock? I don't I think, think he was serious great. when he said it, but but why would he do great? Because you because you know who he is in, in the media or celebrity. No, I think, no, I think Thank he would do great. I'm not saying that he would be a great president, but he would do great. Um, he's a great speaker. He can um, uh-huh. convey his ideas. I mean, Reagan was great at conveying He'd be his believable. ideas. believable. Like Obama Rather, was believable, but yeah. not all of his policies were agreeable, but he was a yeah. great spokesperson. And at yeah. the end of the day, the president is supposed to be a spokesperson, someone that people want to believe and follow. Donald Trump has not been that. Um, Obama, a lot of people didn't vote for, but what he was ultimately was a great spokesperson. He became believable to people that didn't support him in the beginning. I didn't vote for him, but then halfway through his term, I'm like, maybe. And then at the end of his term, I'm like, well, crap, I'm sad to see them leave (laughs) because he carried himself with a confidence that made the American people Mm. start for Mm. an instant to be confident again, regardless of his party. That's why I was asking, what's your party? Like, I, I will never... My party doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I will vote for someone that is not my party if they're better for the country. That's fair. And, and I believe in diplomacy, which Trump. we have lost. Yeah, so. It's like yeah. the Star Wars. It's the Star Wars quote that uh, Natalie Portman, Padme quotes. And I love, it, I love it. I love it. Go ahead. It, it, it's uh, a. <laughs> And the democracy shall die with applause, something like that. I butchered yes, it, but that is good. <laughs> with thunderous, and the democracy shall end, shall die with thunderous, thunderous applause. applause. Yeah, like was... it's when we, when when have we last just had democracy? One of the few good of, not democracy, but <laughs> it's it's late. But when would, did we last pick a candidate based off of diplomacy? Because we argue that when someone seems that they're understanding that they don't make decisions, they're too middle ground. How would we know what too much of middle ground is if we've never selected it? Why, what's so wrong with picking a person that can understand both sides? Why do we have to accuse them of not having a stance? Maybe they're just understanding. No, people people don't want that nowadays because the people who are into politics or who follow politics in 2020 want their side to win and the other side to lose no matter what it is. So, so we're it's like still watching, America. It's like watching <laughs> your, but it's like watching a, a football team. Like you don't care. Like if you're a Steelers fan, you're gonna hate the Ravens. And if something we're still happens, the Yankees against the. <laughs> yeah, if something happens. Right. Um, in That's the a game, good analogy, Josh. It's a really good analogy. Wrong, if the Steelers do something wrong and get a penalty, even though you saw them do something wrong and you knew they did something wrong, you're still gonna be like, "That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Come on, ref." And you're gonna get mad at the ref for giving them a penalty when you know damn well they did something wrong. So this is how it is. And politics nowadays, and I think it's funny that people always always like, um, oh, come on, are these the best um, candidates, or Biden and Trump the best candidates that we have, um, um, you know, to pick from? You know, and I'm like, yes, it is, because because people want blood. People want, like, if, if you're a person who runs, the people want that person to be torn apart. They want to go back, find everything they ever said and did in their life, 
and use it yeah. against them and tear them down. Like no person who there's so many people out there who have good ideas about how to run this country and, and solve stuff, but it, but they're never going to run because who wants their background dug to shit and everything they said uh, used against them and ruined their life. And it, and even if they do a great job, you're still going to have like probably like half the country hate them only because of what party they're from. I mean, I think it would be great if we had no parties and every candidate had a run and just talk about their ideas that they had and you had to either there you go not, and not just people going on like along party lines because every party, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, um, th- these candidates are going to sit there and tell you, oh, we're going to do this and that if I get elected and they don't do most of it. And people are used to that. You know, I don't yeah. care if it's Trump. I don't care if it's Obama. I don't care if it's George W. Bush. It always happens. And, you know, and people now that suspect it, you know, and like um, and these parties don't work together anymore because they want to be the one to win. Like I remember before, like in Maryland, um, who was it? it was um, Ehrlich. When Ehrlich was um, governor, he wanted the casinos and, mm-hmm. and, and the Democrats and our General Assembly said, no, we don't want the casinos. And then as soon as O'Malley won, they're like, OK, let's do casinos. So they didn't care about whether it was right or wrong to do casinos. They just wanted somebody from their party to get the credit for casinos. Yeah. Can I mention how great Governor Hogan of Maryland is doing handling? I think um, so. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the way the, the handling the coronavirus in in our state of Maryland, he was very proactive in closing things down, and uh, he's very empathetic. You know, he's uh, he speaks well and. Uh, I think he's great, and he's a Republican, but I don't necessarily believe in all of his politics. But there's an example, Chachi, of what you mentioned across party lines, no matter what part of the affiliate yeah. the way. He reads across the and aisles. He's smart, he's across. smart because he's in, yeah. he's in Maryland. I know I've seen some people who like um, support Trump that were pissed off that he didn't like get behind Trump. And I'm like, he's the governor of a Democratic state. I mean, there's no reason yeah. for him. I mean, first, first of all, it's one, you know, the first time because um, – you know, for any Republican to win, that we had like one other, or like um, within the right. past like 40 or 50 years, Maryland who win. So for Republican governor to even win is a miracle. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for him to win and become governor and then support, um, you know, like Trump. You know, it's better for him just to be bipartisan and try to. Because I mean, still like the Democrats still run the state as far as the General Assembly, so he needs to work with them to get anything passed. So but I think he's doing a great job. Like I think. Um, you know, he's still going to get some kind of criticism, but I thought he, he's doing good with the yeah. whole um, coronavirus. And let's end with one topic for tonight's show because we're going a little late, guys. WrestleMania was this yes. past weekend. It's – well, it was the taped uh, – with aired uh, last – it was taped last week. I watched it just for you for this show. You just watched it for us? Wow. Blow the belcher. So think about it. Wrestling is the only production happening right now other than podcasts like us on Below the Belt Show. Sports have halted. TV and film production has halted. WWE is still continuing. They're performing in front of no audience in a small arena, which they own a performance center in Orlando, Florida. Um, Just a couple of the highlights from WrestleMania. Uh, We have new women's tag team champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors. Um, We also um, saw... Before that, before that, I'm saying like the... Mm -hmm. I don't watch wrestling anymore and I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, yeah, but I think the women's division is probably the best it has ever Isn't it been great? in wrestling. Like I think they Fantastic. they are like on par or even surpassing the um, male wrestlers. That's just, right. You know, just in their like you know just their moves and athleticism and stuff. Athleticism in the ring, and of course, last year Chachi, the women headlined with Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. 
Um, so yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, new tag team champions. Another great um, match on day one was the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defeated Shayna Baszler, which was a little surprising. And her gimmick's uh, still like like so stupid. Becky you you're not a fan of her gimmick, the man. It's dumb. It makes no sense. <laughs> like it. And, and there's a lot of dumb gimmicks in wrestling right now. WWE. Yeah. Like a, a lot of bad writing. Um, but go on. Uh, Elias defeated King Corbin in a fairly, fairly brief match. Um, uh, Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan. I heard Daniel Bryan's going to take some time off um, as his wife is expecting uh, their next baby. Even his so, dumb. Sami Zayn? No, Daniel Bryan. What do you like? What do you What do you think about his gimmick? I think it's dumb. I think his gimmick's dumb. Oh, you think his gimmick is dumb? like his catchphrase or whatever? Like his yes, yes catchphrase? It's yeah. Like I mean, how simple is that? Like <laughs> the fans are chanting it when the fans they were, are robots. When the fans were in Agreed. the arena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? This match was awesome. John Morrison defeated Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston in a SmackDown Tag Team Championship ladder match. The Miz was sick, and because he was sick, he could have performed. They had one member of each team in this ladder match. Definitely, I would say, one of the best matches of day one, if not the best match. Yeah, I agree. A lot of great spots. Get that or the women's match. Yeah. Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins in a really good match. Um, Kevin Owens originally won by DQ, and they restarted the match, and he won. We have a new Universal Champion. Um, you know, Braun Strowman replaced Roman Reigns, but uh, they still decided because Goldberg didn't want to continue anymore. It was it was an opportunity that Braun Strowman, right place at the right time, I guess. Chachi, he's the new Universal Champion. Well, it's um, funny, like one of the, whoever the announcer was uh, or the commentator was talking about Goldberg, and referred to him as one of the greatest of all time. And I had a chuckle. I'm like, I mean, that's that's putting on a little thick there, right? <laughs> like, like he had, he was lucky. He had a great gimmick where he was undefeated back in WCW, in back WCW. in the late 90s. Right. right. And he, you know, and he carried himself well. I mean, he knew like two or three moves, you know, but it's called him one of the greatest of all times. I mean, I'm like, come on. Like, and like, you know, he wasn't great back in his heyday. And he's sure <laughs> isn't even that great now. His matches were always really then. short. Yeah. That was. Yeah, Braun he, Strowman. He's been a gimmick. I mean, he's um, he's been a gimmick from the beginning. Like, I Goldberg mean, cannot do. He is not built to do a long match. Yeah. It's just supposed for shock value, really. He should stay to stick to acting. <laughs> Undertaker uh, defeated AJ Styles in a boneyard match. Chachi, this is a very cinematic style match. Yeah. Um, a little different. I'm glad there was only one of these type of matches. Um, on day one, because if they day included yeah. the Bray Wyatt John Cena match, which we'll get to on both nights, it wouldn't have worked. But uh, it was okay. The storytelling was there. The action was there. They had music. I mean, that, you know, it, music, it worked yeah, for music. a tape show. It worked for a tape show. Okay. Uh, not even a tape show. Like, okay, Taker. Like, I love Taker, and I think he should be able to do whatever he wants to do. And if he wants to wrestle until he's 100, then go ahead. <laughs> I'll support him because, like, he's a legend. <laughs> And, you know, and he earned it, you know what I mean? He earned to do whatever he, and he earned the right to end it whenever he wants to end it. I just don't like the style of the um, filming. It looked too much like a movie, you know, that's not what wrestling is all about. I mean, and, you know, he's always been that kind of like, he's always been that kind of like mystical type of figure. You know, I got to really like him, like disappearing out of the grave and ending up behind um, AJ Styles, like. 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're adding you're adding fantasy elements to fantasy, yeah. Fourth entertainment, which and maybe like okay, maybe he got more. out of there and crawled around the side. I can kind of like disbelieve that, you know. Yeah. But like, just the whole filming with the music and stuff going on while they're wrestling, like I mean, and I know this is the coronavirus and they have to do different stuff, but right. um, but I mean this this. I didn't really like it when I watched it, but then I thought it was a hundred times better after I saw one of the train wrecks on night two. Yeah. So uh, night two, uh, let's go ahead and talk about that. We have a new NXT women's champion as Charlotte defeated Rhea Ripley. Apparently Rhea Ripley had to drop the title because she had to re- return to Australia because her visa was expiring. Oh really? That's why. So okay. yeah. So I think that's, they kind of worked that, that her visa expired right after WrestleMania. So she had to drop the strap. Alistair yeah, Black defeated Bobby match, Lash. Like, great yeah, that was match. great. Yeah. Great. I mean, these are two very comparable um, competitors. And you ever so... thought, like, you'd see, like, Ric Flair's daughter just, like, really holding her, holding her own, like, in wrestling. She's amazing. I mean, Rick's got to be so proud of that. So proud. Charlotte's I amazing. How old do you feel Charlie. now seeing, like, somebody I used to watch as a kid now have a daughter wrestling like that? You know, like, it's, it's crazy. Exactly. Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley had a great match, but Alistair won that one. A lot of people were invested in the Otis Dolph Ziggler match. Um, Otis gets the girl, Chachi. What do you think? Otis defeated Dolph. They had a really uh, great storyline with Mandy Rose and 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 uh, Sonya Deville, and uh, uh, Mandy ended up kissing uh, <laughs> Otis. And uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of uh, were on Otis' side for that one. You know, Beauty and the Beast. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I a very Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, and like you know, like I said, I don't watch wrestling now, so I watched the um, the um, video package before the match that went over the whole history yeah, of it. And like exactly. I thought it was, a, and these are the kind of storylines that if you want to do these kind of like more of like story based um, matches, I think this is a great way to do it. I mean, it's more exactly. realistic, you know, and it's like it's you know, realistic. you kind of relate yeah. to them, like you want to get the girl and that kind of stuff. And like I thought they did a good job. I mean, if you want to go the storyline route in wrestling, I mean, I think this is an example of how you do it. Exactly, but we need to know who is that secret person in the hood, that that, that hacker type of person that actually um, leaked the footage of Sonya Deville. This game turning... has been done before in yeah. the past. It's, it's been done a lot. Like, like JTV, yeah. remember that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> normally it turns out to be like, normally they just end up dropping it before they announce who it is because exactly. it I think be that's what be Goldust yeah. back in the day, but they kind of dropped it before they revealed it was Goldust. Exactly. You're right, Chachi. Exactly. What that is. Very, very good that you remember that. Um, Edge defeated Randy Orton yeah. in a crazy Falls Count Anywhere match. I'm glad they gave the win to Edge. There was yeah. some controversy due to one of the, they used um, one of the, the cords, uh, the weight room to, to choke um, Randy Orton. Wow. And that was very controversial. Benoit. Exactly, because Chris okay. Benoit hung himself on the string of the weights. Uh, the yeah. weights. Um, but um, wow. I'm curious if they, if they replay it um, or if it's on the WWE Network, they would edit that scene due to controversy. I mean, it was but, great um, seeing Edge back. Like, I mean, Dude, Edge has not missed a step. I mean, yeah. you still got a chance gets annoying, but he definitely proved that the Edge what? still... The you still got it chant when an older wrestler starts wrestling, when the fans start chanting you still got it. Oh. I think it's kind of annoying and and almost condescending, because they never really lost it, you know. And you know Edge had to retire due to a neck injury, you know, and then he unretired and now look at him, he's in a match at WrestleMania. I mean the match was kind of long, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean it's another thing where like with his 
coronavirus the way it is, like just doing something different and having like a whole like backstage match through different rooms. Exactly. It was a really, really great match. Street Fo- Profits defeated Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's title in a fatal five-way. And again, another great display of of the women talents. Um, as Bailey fought um four other competitors, including Sasha Banks, yeah, and possibly hinting and, at a feud with Sasha uh, down the road. And how hot are these women now that are wrestling, dude? Like, like who can who can bring it in our? I mean, like back back in the yeah. late '90s and stuff, like women's wrestling, like you'd see hot ones, but they couldn't wrestle. Worth they couldn't wrestle exactly. Yeah, the only one that was really great back then was like was like Trish Stratus, and she like well, Trish Stratus and Lita, I think started and like and like they're, um, the, they're the tra- trailblazers. Ivory, Ivory yeah. was great, but I mean, just yep. like I mean, it yep. wasn't that many. Most of them were just for show and doing like Brian Panties matches. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean they. Incredible now. Incredible. Um, yeah, Tamina was in that match as well. Um, dude, I love Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is great, and of course Naomi. Um, then we saw the gimmick match: John Cena um, and Bray Wyatt. Of course, Bray Wyatt. I guess he won <laughs> uh, because he saw we saw uh, Cena get pinned, but it just was more theatrical. Um, very gimmicky. They they went across a lot of wrestling pop culture through the years. Um, what did you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> this match made me glad that I'm not a wrestling fan anymore. Because <laughs> right. it's like one, this is one of the worst matches I've ever seen like <laughs> since watching wrestling. And I watched a lot of dumb shit. Right. You know, um, in my lifetime watching wrestling. But this kind of like, it kind of like was like, you know, well, fuck you, fans. You're gonna eat anything that I give you, so suck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like. Yep. Like who's like, okay? Who's the writer of, of now of um of wrestling? Like who's like the well, main they writer, have different producers worker. on each show. I mean, Paul Heyman is the main producer of uh of Raw, and then you have the main creative director of SmackDown. I think is uh, Bruce Bruce Pritchard, yeah. who was yeah for, formerly it was uh so, Eric so Bischoff. These are two two great wrestling minds. Like um yeah, obviously they didn't do this match. Well, the, the, there's other producers that produce matches. They actually are the big creative guys, but, but yeah, no, I mean it's a team effort. Now, like a Vince yeah. Russo, like like that, who's in charge there's, of. The, there's, a, there's a team effort of all the different producers. Now. I, I know that Shawn Michaels is a producer now. I know. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well, guys. Tyson Kidd's Kid, a uh, producer. Um, yeah, several, several. Uh, Jamie Noble. Okay, okay. So, so this match here, this if you can call it a match, <laughs> you. Like Bray Bray Wyatt. Bray right? Wyatt, yeah. Yeah, like he has some kind of fun house thing. He does like a TV show now. He's kind of like a twisted Mr. Rogers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So has somehow, an alter ego fiend, yeah. Okay, now back in the day, I was excited when WWE first got a um, the HD cameras and they started like broadcasting Raw and SmackDown in HD. It was a big deal because before that, it was a standard definition. Right. Now they have cameras that can see inside a person's head. And see what they were thinking based on this match because because you saw this crazy shit going on on the screen of this match, but it was inside John Cena's head. Right, it wasn't really happening. So like John Cena would see his opponent, and and you see his opponent, and he would go to pin the opponent, and and then that Bray Wyatt would turn into like a doll. Yep. So it was all actually inside John Cena's head, except for us at home on TV, we saw what John Cena saw. Which made no fucking sense whatsoever. 
and they yeah, uh, I might have to watch it again, but no. supposedly Bray Wyatt and John Cena actually had creative input as well. So I think it was a combination of well, the Well, I mean, what was your issue with it? You felt like it would took away from, like, you know, felt it was, like, a little too, like, surreal or out there okay, okay, for okay. Well, something like wrestling? I mean, I don't know. I we were talking. It, so. We were talking about um, Breaking Bad earlier, right? Yeah. And you all have seen Breaking Bad and Walter White and Silent Drugs and stuff like that. So picture, like, in season, the last season of Breaking Bad, picture Walter White, you know, putting down the drugs, and all of a sudden, like, he puts on a cape, he flies up in the air, and starts fighting crime. You'll be like, what the fuck is this? This is not, okay, so, so it's like a tonal universe. Shift. It's a drastic um, genre shift from the universe. It's not what the universe right. is. I mean, wrestling. Okay, you know, wrestling like it's supposed to be like a sport, and everybody knows it's predetermined and it's scripted or whatever. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, if you if a real person got beat up like they do in the ring, they'd probably die. But right. you, but but the way it's set up, you're like, okay, well, this is the universe that we're watching. This is how it's set up. Yeah, you know, or somebody, somebody pulls disbelief. your arm, you're gonna run into the rope, and you won't be able to stop until you come back off the rope. You know, right. it's like it's yeah. you, just you don't you don't watch a wrestling show and be like, I can see inside this person's head and see what they're seeing, what they're thinking, and what they're seeing <laughs> on TV. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like you wouldn't see that in baseball. You wouldn't see like, oh look, Cal Ripken's thinking, Cal Ripken's seeing this in baseball, but it's not really happening or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? but baseball also isn't scripted though. Scripted, <laughs> but I mean, it's still supposed to be reality. You Either you loved yeah. it or hated it. That's the thing about this match. But guys. it's basically saying like, okay, wrestling fans are a bunch of marks, and they're gonna eat whatever I give you, and I don't care how, how dumb it is. Well, I mean, like, cause like you know, the, what you what you're describing there, where they're going into someone's head, that's a pretty common trope in a lot of movies where they do yeah, that. but they do wrestling. things it's like not, that. It's not a common trope in any sports ever. Yeah, but <laughs> you got him fired up now. <laughs> yeah. I guess the question is, like, uh-huh. do you want, like, you know, wrestling is entertainment. It is something you watch. Do you actually consider it a sport? It, it's it's based in a, it's, it's, oh, it's based in like a sport format, you know. With a so referee. Like, the referee and stuff. Athletes and it, that are ripped, you know, and I mean, doing athletic matches, moves, you know. There have been matches before in the past, like Ric Flair's and Ric Flair's matches, you know, or like Kurt Henning or like, you know, different or, I mean, Macho like Man. Ricky Steamboat versus Ricky Steamboat, Macho Savage. Man. You watch these right. matches and you know it's predetermined, but my God, you're on the edge of your seat and you're like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. And but you, can, you still, can appreciate it. That's still entertainment, though. It's not. But it's, but it's still like, you know, athleticism is still not. Like, you're not seeing inside the person's yeah. head, which is, it can't happen ever in any sport yeah. in, in the history of the world cannot happen so yep. by you doing that you're saying like okay this is all bullshit what you're watching it takes you completely out of what you're watching because you're exactly. like okay this is like I mean, you can't see inside somebody's head either you loved it or yeah. hated it it's this john I cena Bray Wyatt I, it. I, I wasn't a big fan of it okay. and two more before we go guys rob gronkowski is the new 24 7 champion can you believe it the host of wrestlemania uh is a new champion mojo raleigh pinned our truth on day one and then on day two Rob Gronkowski drops off the, the top of this balcony onto a bunch of wrestlers, pins Mojo Raleigh, the, the New England Patriots, three-time Super Bowl winners, your new 24-7 champion. Is, he actually, just, is Gronkowski actually trying to become a wrestler? or He is, is signed it, He is signed with the WWE. Oh, so he wasn't just like a celebrity guest or whatever? He was on... a celebrity judge, but he already signed a contract to wrestle. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
he's retired, so he can do some fun stuff. And he's, um, you know, he's friends with Mojo Raleigh. He's in the WWE, so I love, I like that. I think Rob is a great personality. I mean, he was fun, wasn't he, Touch? He was a good yeah, host. I mean, he was all right. Yeah, he was all right. Like, I mean, <laughs> this this 24-7, I guess this is, is the same as the hardcore belt, right? It's From exactly back in the same day. as a hardcore belt. Yeah, yeah you okay. can pin them anytime, and you can basically um, be pinned at your house in the backyard. Yeah. Gardening, for instance, or you could be in the grocery shop. Now, did they, the grocery did they say that? Do they refer to the hardcore belt in any way when they brought this out, or what? I think initially, commentators uh, or people might have referred it to as like a, a, um, a reimagining of the hardcore title. Okay. Yeah. And last but not least, guys, we have a new WWE champion. Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar and becomes the first um, English born or UK born. He's from Scotland. Um, to ever win the WWE title, and that's WrestleMania, guys. I think Drew uh, has really proved himself. He is somebody that got fired from the WWE. He reinvented, him, reinvented himself, got better in the ring, worked on his craft, became better, I guess, on the mic. He came up even with like more muscle than before. Before he was like tall and lanky, now he's like huge. Um, so he did a lot to help him as a superstar in several different attributes, and. He gets rewarded, defeats Brock Lesnar, and wins the WWE title. So, I mean, I think I think um, not having a, a live crowd for these matches really took a lot away from the wrestling. That's like, I mean, thing. and I know like they had no choice to do it, but to do it this way. But I mean, how did they deal with the sounds? Like, did it's they weird? Like... like you hear them talking a uh, lot in the ring. You can hear everybody talk. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like, but but isn't that isn't that like a lot of like when they coordinate matches, they have to have the referee like because the referee yeah. is like working with the yeah you know, in helping the court whisper the next the next moves or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. actually hear them doing that. Like, you can't hear can them. You? I mean, unless it's slip up or whatever, you can't hear that. But you can hear them saying, like, oh, "Come on, like, I'm going to beat your yeah. ass now." That kind of stuff, like talking shit or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But I mean it. But it's really like when you hear the crowd really get into a match, it really like makes the match like a lot better. So yeah. not having that crowd, yeah. it's really weird. It's like two people wrestling in your living room, you know, but you can't <laughs> even watch it. You have to watch it like outside the window. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah. I think I, mean, I got to give these people credit for wrestling in this time and like. Yeah, this because, is a really you know, tough time. You know, this is a challenging I time. Shook anybody's hand like the past month? I can't imagine. You know, me wrestling somebody with our shirts off, sweating and, like, and each other, and yeah, blood, sweat, and tears, and wrestling these other people. I mean, they did precautionary measures, but again, it was Vince McMahon's yeah. call. He still wanted to do it, so yeah. So, but anyways, guys, we're going really late, so I think it's a good time. Mm, I to, took a uh, screenshot. <laughs> good time to end tonight's below the belt show. We always end with birthday shoutouts. People celebrating a birthday today include John Schneider. Did not die. Who did not die today? Include John Schneider. <laughs> he lived another day. Dukes of Hazard. Uh, John Schneider, sixty. Um, Julian Lennon, the son of John Lennon, is fifty-seven. Wow, is that Dean, old? Yeah, I know, right? Dean Norris of Breaking Bad, great actor. He yeah. is fifty-seven. And he's back on Better Call Saul. And he's back. Wow, interesting season. Yeah, interesting on that one. Uh, rapper Biz Markie uh, is fifty-six. <laughs> Robin Wright. Uh, we love Robin Wright. Got the hang Does Bismarck he still live Park? in Columbia? He used to live in Columbia. I'm pretty sure he's still in Maryland. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Robin Wright, who was in Maryland for House of Cards. Yeah. Got to hang out with her on set. And, of course, uh, a couple of the House of Cards rap parties. Just a lot of fun. 
Forrest Gump. Robin, she's 54, and also Forrest Gump, right? Patricia Arquette is 52. She's a great actress. I know Tiffany would love this one. Emma Caulfield from Buffy the Vampire. Whoa! Holy hell! Wow! Happy birthday, Emma. She's 47 today. Uh, Actress Katie Sackhoff of Battlestar Galactica is 40. General, you're a big Battlestar Galactica fan, aren't you? Or I'm sure. I'm sure. I've actually never seen it. That is shocking to me. That is shocking. Is she really Uh, old though? Like, uh, she looks so good. For, yeah, right? Because I think Sarah Michelle is like 43, so. Yeah, kinda... but she posts herself. No, she's 42. She posts her birthday selfies all the time on Instagram because she knows right. she looks good. Right. She, well, if we know anything about Tiffany, she loves like um, older women who are still hot. Yes. I was wondering where you were going with that, but you're not wrong. So nailed it. I'm not wrong. Taylor Actually, Kish. you nailed it. That's my type. <laughs> Taylor Kish of True Detective is 39. You're not impressive if you're young and hot. You're impressive if you're getting older and you still got it. That's true. Okay. There like me, go. I'm 31. Like that doesn't count. I know. <laughs> the general, uh, you love Vampire Weekend, right? Ezra Koenig of uh, Vampire yeah. Weekend is 36. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Uh, yeah, and that. Yeah, and that's birthdays today. Um, happy birthday to celebrities on the list. Oh, uh, Taryn Noah Smith from Home Improvement. He's 36. So. Who? Uh, Taron, Taron, sorry, Taron Noah Smith from Home Improvement. The hell was that? Who was he? I don't know. Okay. Look at him. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. <laughs> so I guess we're actually ending tonight's program. Wow, we're going so over, but we had so much fun. We'd love to thank, of course, a special call-in guest, Lauren Carter, who was amazing. She was a lot of fun to have on Below the Belt Show. Of course, we have to thank... Our virtual panel, starting with the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. Yeah, I mean, it's like 1230. Like, I think, I think <laughs> an hour of our show was just like um, deaths tonight is very sad. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah, uh, I know. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I shouldn't laugh about that. But yeah. yeah. Sad. It's sad. Hopefully there's zero next week. Exactly. Right? Yes. Well, uh, that's not likely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't bet no. on that. Yeah, but dare to dream. Also, Mike the General Zod, the man with a calming presence. Thank you. It's always great to always great to be here. And now I have to rethink the next time I do this where I'm going to do it and make sure there's no mirror behind. Me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's too calming because like I heard a lot of noise on his end, like, a lot of rattling around, a lot of popcorn eating. That's yeah, the the whole thing that like took me uh, like, like kind of threw me off is like you know when we're in the studio, like if I want to like slip out or like take a little break, I can do that. He <laughs> can't quite. But I'm do now that. I'm now craving some popcorn though. <laughs> that was a great advertisement. Yeah. 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 We gotta get smart food. Whatever company makes smart food yeah, to yeah. pay for it. Thank you. I agree. I concur. And of course, the lovely and talented and outspoken <laughs> Tiffany Marie Ford. I know what you meant by that. <laughs> oh, it's you know you're you yeah you're outspoken on social media. We love you though. <laughs> I'm easing it back, but then it wouldn't be me if I did. So. Yeah. And who so has like, and- the, worst, the worst internet connection? In the history of man. That's not true. <laughs> and you know the irony is that we upgraded like a month ago. I upgraded a month ago to like I dropped and my well, cable because I didn't use it. And I have the highest speed internet, but. There's no way. Well, then you need to talk to my provider. <laughs> <laughs> you got somebody in your house streaming in like 
I got rid of my cable. I got like, <laughs> somebody's streaming porn. Yeah, in your house. Probably the guy downstairs. I yeah. Bridge troll by definition. So, <laughs> 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 so Tiffany, we're actually going to be playing um, two interviews from Katsukon 2020. Of course, uh, TMF initiated Below the Belt shows uh, approval to cover in the last event, last on-location interviews oh. that I because everything's been canceled, so this is the last on-location stuff that we have. And we're approved show. for next year already. Oh, well, there you go. If there is a but, next year. Because I told Al that, uh, no, there will be, because uh, Katsukon isn't just a convention. They're owned by an yeah. entertainment company. Um, and um, I told Al last year that I found out why we were paying at a discounted rate it's because we were i was applying too late for us but i had been staffed for them and that's why i got us in too and um, next year um i'm hoping to have the scoop on guests early and um i already told them they already put us on submitted all, all right. of our application and i'll do it even earlier so we're good right. also i can get chachi if you're available i would like you me and al to do this the appropriate way let's let's do the below the belt show way all right. Let's do it. I'm always uh, so, available for you. I'll get the oh, hotel room for all of us. Shit. Oh, oof, 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 oof. Like, I haven't even flashed yet, but you know what, boys? I'm kidding. Oh, no, oh, man, come on. That to us, too. Yeah, quarantine time is tough, okay? I can't flash you right now. It's on the Below the Bell show. You could see Below the Bell, but, like, mm. I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day. And I be acceptable. Like I... <laughs> you feel like what? No, I was at the grocery store the other day. And I felt like a guy who just got out of prison because, like, Seriously, all the women right? there extra hot. I know. That's like, a, that's why I'm glad grocery grocery stores are still open. Cause right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so next two... time on the show, I'm gonna wear just Power Ranger okay. lingerie. That's it. Like, thank that's you. gonna be my cosplay. <laughs> thank you. He said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have two interviews from Katsukan. I have um, Charami Lei. She's an acclaimed voice actress with a lot of anime. She voices uh, Ruby, um, one of the, your favorite anime um, shows, I think, Tiff. I don't know if it is or not, but anyways. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. Okay. So I talked to Charami Lei, and then I talked to one of the Stormtroopers. This is like a fun interview from the 501st uh, Legion, which is a okay, big cool. cosplay group of Stormtroopers, and talks about how Star Wars The Mandalorian contacted some of them to 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 be a uh, background um stormtroopers like extras oh, awesome. okay. on the mandalorian and we talk about it he stays in character he stays in character so it's like a fun right. little interview to close and uh we're also ending with a classic cut break on uh, chachi i have um, no idea what the classic cut is oh my god oh yeah well, we yeah we do yeah we do we don't we where are my dogs at it is time for king chachi's classic cuts holla at your boy so we it was uh well last week we talked about Adam Schlesinger being um one of the um artists that passed away due to coronavirus. Um he was um best known or for one of his songs, Stacy's Mom, right? Yes, Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom has got it going Yeah, on. you're talking about bowling for so long. I can't do it. Yeah. Right 
Daisy, can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. I know what it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Chachi's mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was her birthday yesterday, so good. <laughs> she's an older, she's an older woman. All right. Hey, hey, you're pushing it. You're pushing right. it. <laughs> well, uh, so, so we're That's gonna go where to I end my. We're gonna end tonight with Chachi's classic cut. That's right. Stacy's mom by Adam Schlesinger. Um, followed by Chirami Lei and one of the 501st Stormtroopers from Katsukon 2020. More Katsukon interviews in the upcoming weeks um, to, uh, yeah, to play on a future Below the Belt show, the Quarantine Edition. So we're ending tonight's show on behalf of King Chachi, King Days McFly, Mike the General Zod, and the one and only, the lovely and talented and crazy in a good way, Tiffany Marie. Crazy in a good way. Okay, jammed up. Tiffany Marie Ford. It's been a great episode. Long, long episode of Below the Belt Show. I hope to see you guys next week. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'll make this work. Ha- I'll do a direct plug-in. Like, Are you having fun this time? Huh? Yeah. I, this was fun. Okay. Well, I guess on behalf of everybody here. We'll see you guys BTB quarantine style next week. Until then. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. And we're here with voice actress extraordinaire, Charami Lay. Hi! How's your Akatsukon experience been so far? It's been amazing. This is my uh, third time at Akatsukon and it's always great. Everybody is so wonderful and I've gotten to see people grow up. So it's like coming home and seeing family. So what are the fans most I get most crazy about of all your voiceover work. This year, uh, it's been very exciting. Everybody wants to talk about Rhea in Fire Emblem Three Houses, which has been awesome. It came out a little while ago, but I was not sure how much I could talk about it. So while everybody does want to talk about uh, Asuna from Sword Art and Lucy in Fairy Tale, there's a lot of Rhea love, which I really appreciate. That is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. So I was curious. Um, when you go from character to character, what kind of changes do you do in your voice? Uh, what nuances change when you go from character to character? Or is there a pretty consistent 
type of voice uh, that you go through approaching these characters? Sure. I mean, a lot of what I, I get cast for is just my natural voice, but when okay. we do variances of it because they want the characters to seem natural and relatable, okay. uh, we can pitch it up, we can go a little bit deeper, we can go a little bit lower. Some of them will talk a little bit quieter, they're a little more shy. Some have a little bit of a nasal quality to them. Some are really loud and really brassy. Some are a little bit softer and a little more uh, pronounced with their consonants. So we just play with little things like that, little variances of speech, and put them all together, create a unique character, and then go from there. Awesome. What about accents? Have you... uh Worked on yeah, a little bit of accents. Sometimes yeah. that's really uh, difficult to do just because unless the character exists in more of a, uh, I guess, an older, old world kind of world, they don't necessarily want to use uh, a British accent or they'll go to uh, a natural speaking uh, Brit to get that accent. Right. But sometimes we'll do Russian accents. We'll do, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Irish accents, Scottish accents. Uh, we've done a lot of Brooklyn, things like that. So we use the accents a little more sparingly just because they don't want them to. It really it narrows down where the character is from and makes it very, very sharp and very clear. And if they aren't sure they, they want it that narrow, they don't want us to hit, sit in that box. I, I love learning about that yeah. as, as an actor myself and just knowing what goes into that process. Sure. It's really cool. So has your voice acting expanded beyond like voiceover work for commercials and other things like that? That's actually how it started and yeah. I'm still doing commercial work and film work but when I started nice. I uh, was doing film and TV and then I had an agent who said why don't you come do this campaign for 7-Eleven they need a kid who can do voiceover and that's how I started doing voiceover and so I've been doing film voiceover stage all the way through writing producing my own stuff I think as an actor you audition far more times than you get cast I know what and that's so, like. <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, and so you want to if you're making a living at it increase your chances of getting work and that means auditioning for anything so when people say hey I want to become a voice actor I say no you want to become an actor which means taking film which means taking stage which means taking improv it means doing motion capture it means unfortunately sometimes going to the gym so if you book a motion capture game you could do some of the action stuff taking stunt classes so when you want to become an actor like you said you want to learn all of it not just voice acting that's just one small part of being an actor I I think that's amazing and and great advice for for us budding actors that want to get both into voice acting or both into acting. What's the next thing you have on camera? Ooh, um, I'm writing a lot of stuff on camera. Uh, so I did a web series that my husband and I uh, produced, he wrote, and then I starred in, um, and that's available online. It's called Confessionals, and it's actually starring voice actors, and we did crazy parodies of like a mockumentary style of uh, my character is a horrible, raging, like very anxious, insecure actor. Uh, her twin brother is actually played by Bryce Pappenbrook, and uh, it was just because we never get to work together as voice actors, and so we said, let's do some stuff on camera. So that's available online. And we did a film festival in Jersey a little while ago. And uh, we got 11 nominations. And we won some. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, awesome. so that was great. Awesome. So out of all the voiceover work that you've done, um, which one would you uh, like to do a live action version of, if given the chance? Ooh, any. 
Really? That would be amazing. That would be like putting my two favorite things together. Right, so right, I would be up yeah. for whatever anybody wants to do. Awesome. See, I would love RWBY personally. I think that, that, would that would be amazing. It's a live action. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, we're here with Charami Lay, voice actor extraordinaire, actress extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, writer extraordinaire? I, well, maybe one day. That'd be great. Writing currently. <laughs> writing I don't know if yeah. extraordinaire is attached on to that, but that would be cool too. The list goes on on a very lovely, lovely person. Thank Talk you. to her here at Katsukon 2020. Perfect. Thanks so much. If you could let us know who you are and let us know you're on Below the Belt. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Hey, I'm Sherry Lee and I'm on Below the Belt. And uh, could we do like a little medley of your voices? Um, uh, I do a couple of them, let me think. Hey, I voice Asuna in Sword Art Online, Lucy in Fairy Tale, and Gage in Borderlands 2. I love it. Alright, so KatsuCon would not be complete without a stop by the 501st Legion. Tell us a little bit about the 501st Legion, how it got assembled, and how you got involved. Yes, so the 501st Legion comprises of troopers like me and other Imperial soldiers as well, uh, Imperial officers and the, what, and the likes. And we all gather together out to protect, to protect the galaxy. And we are the bad guys doing good in that we do various charitable events around the area and we operate worldwide. So anywhere in the world you can think of, we will be there, including Antarctica. I love it. So so you're bad, bad guys doing good. So did Vader have a change of heart or did you come under different leadership for, for your change of allegiances? So Vader was actually scouting out uh, different galaxies um, to, do, to do some scouting and possibly some recruiting. And he came across this galaxy um, and came across this planet. And the higher-ups decided to do something different, something to bring in more recruits, because they felt that what they were doing in our sector of the galaxy probably wasn't doing the best. Um, so we came out here and we set up shop. We set up shop. We've been gathering recruits from all over, and I have to say we've had an amazing turnout. Wow. And I see you guys all over the place, not only Katsukon, but Star Wars Celebration and other Comic-Cons all across the U.S. How many total members are there? Uh, so, so far we have members all the way up to the thousands. Um, and as I said before, we have members all around the world. Um, and we're divided up into various garrisons and various outposts uh, that service different parts. Um, so here in this area um, is primarily Old Line Garrison, which services the state of Maryland and Washington, D.C. Wow. Um, and we also do a lot of work uh, with Garrison Tyrannus, okay. uh, which services Virginia. Awesome. Now, I had a question. So Mandalorian supposedly reached out to the 501st Legion, which is amazing, by the way. I love the Mandalorian. Um, tell us about how the members got involved and... And I think this. And what did they experience? If you might have heard firsthand from some of the people that worked yeah, uh, on so, set. Yeah. So they actually had a recruiting. They actually had a recruiting drive going on, um, because, from my understanding, uh, the Imperial troops that were on the planet Navarro um, were not enough to secure the region. Yes. So there was a push. So there was a push for volunteers to come out. Uh, to help the cause, and and we had members out in California who answered the call, 
and, and they did a tremendous they did a tremendous job. You can see it right on screen. You can see it on Disney Plus, guys. The Mandalorian, 501st Legion, making their mark on that amazing Disney Plus show. Now, first of all, what are your thoughts on Finn? Uh, have you forgiven Finn for betraying you guys? You, you know, as, as to that, I can't really say for sure. I, I'm <laughs> afraid that might be out of my time zone. <laughs> and fair enough. Uh, first of all, you sometimes you guys get a little uh, uh, some criticism about your aim. What have you been doing to improve your aim? So we so we've been going through we've been we've been going through various simulations on board each Star Destroyer and each Imperial base. Right. We're uh, we're upgrading. We're upgrading our tools um, so that our troopers are more efficient. We're making sure our blasters are always on the ready, um, and we also we also make sure that uh, the people that we do send out um, they are properly trained and qualified for the job at hand. Um, now, I, now I know there have been, there have been there have been images and video of troopers uh, not fulfilling the standards uh, that we require. Um, all I can say is um, they have been they have been disciplined uh, properly, and, and we hope and we hope to improve we hope to improve our ranks very soon. Good, good. I don't want to hear what those disciplinary measures are. I'm sure they're quite extreme, but nonetheless, we thank you so much, Stormtrooper, one of the amazing 501st Legion members here at KatsuCon 2020. Thanks for talking to us here with Below the Belt Show. Yep, my pleasure. All right. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.